Alright, hello viewers and listeners, Jordan here, and welcome to Heroes of Thylea, an actual play of D&D 5th edition, and this is a Lionhead Gaming production of Odyssey of the Dragon Lords, an epic adventure book for 5th edition created by Arcanum Worlds. It blends classic fantasy with Greek mythology to create an adventure of epic scope, storytelling, and heroes. Combined with my own changes to create something unique and wonderful that I hope both you and my excellent cast of close friends enjoy. And so with that, I've talked long enough. It's time for us now to begin. And we'll begin with a recap of last week's session as provided by Nikki. Last week, our brave adventurers awoke in the guest chambers of Oracle Versi's temple and were treated to an early morning picnic out on the vista. Discussions of fame and fortune ensued. All experienced a shared nightmare, but Nyx was worse and her cursed luck became an actual curse. Or blessing. They couldn't quite decide. Sophia managed to establish the magic of the mark was death-associated and possibility that Lutheria was to blame was considered, but they had no proof. Fame was then discussed in all its glory and drawbacks. Good old Proteus warned the party to be true heroes, the light in these dark times. And Kyra encouraged an oath of fellowship to share evenly renown and good fortune. Sophia argued, however, that the party were not yet familiar enough with each other for such an oath, and the adventurers set off for Astoria, sans oath and sans payment, to mixed reactions. The journey was uneventful, and nothing of note occurred until our heroes reached Astoria. The city was obviously suffering. The traveling merchants had sickly oxen, and the markets were barren of meat. Rumors of war with the centaurs and Pythor god-king being unsettled. Then the king summoned the oracle's chosen, and they discovered the plot. Sidon demanded his daughter Enora as sacrifice, else Astoria would be forfeit. In discussing the issue, some discoveries were made. Pythor had thought Samos dead. Kyra was really the goddess Kira, and Pythor was drunk and disheartened. Negotiations with Commander Gaius of Sidon's forces ensued in an endeavor to save the princess, and an ultimatum was offered the heroes. Sidon would take the Oracle's Chosen instead of Venora, and they were even welcome to try to defeat the beast. If they could do so, they were free to live. The party was given until the time of sacrifice, eleven days hence. To decide. Retiring to the Dragon's Tooth Inn, except Nyx, who went to the Silky River Pleasure House much to Inferio's continued confusion over what sex is, the party found themselves welcomed like celebrities, with Mercury paving the way. Food and drink were enjoyed, Inferia and Mercury fangirled over Kyra, and gossip was overheard on the way to bed. The return of the dragons, Pythor's decline, Sidon's storms, and the mood of one dwarf blacksmith. And that is where we left our stalwart adventurers, tucked into cozy beds and fast asleep. Very, very well done. 
Nikki. And for that excellent recap, everyone's inspiration is reset to zero and you gain one point of mythic inspiration to aid you in the tale to come. But we are going to pull back just ever so slightly to that late evening. A host of things took place at the Dragon's Tooth, and some of that was covered in your recap. But Nyx set off for a place she is quite familiar with. Where is it you're headed to, Nyx? Nyx headed to the Silky River, a brothel that she's frequented over her centuries of travel through Astoria. It's along the riverside in the southwestern part of the city. She can see Indeed. the atrium from there. Coming up to the Silky River, you smell the typical mixture of lavender and spice emanating out from burning incense. A pleasurable place for those who seek company in the evenings and entering in presumably you see a familiar face a broad-shouldered well-chiseled man with distinctive purple markings upon his face along his brow and along his cheekbones a mane of jet black and glorious hair emanating from the back of him and a presence that exudes warmth and comfort someone you have enjoyed the company of before, one Leonidas. Leonidas, my old friend, as I go to approach him, I greet him with a kiss on each cheek. I hope you've been well. Ah, my old friend Nyx, it has been a very long time since I've seen you. As he just pulls you in for a close hug, you can feel the warmth emanate from his body. <sighs> How are you? Oh, it's been uh, an interesting couple of days. I'd love to regale you with it. Is Agatha in tonight? Agatha, no. She is in Mitros, actually, visiting... <laughs> <laughs> uh, visiting Ambrosia. Oh, I'm sure no. she is still pining after you, Nyx. Oh, the poor dear. Which one, Ambro Ambrosia or Agatha? Ambrosia, of course. She seems to be absolutely infatuated with you. And she has been for some time, I remember. No. Oh. The curse of being so long-living and coming across others who are so long-lived. But, uh, come. I've decided to stay the night here. Oh, of course. Your usual arrangements. Of course. And is there anyone in particular you wish to enjoy the company of tonight? I am free. Nyx began uh, looking over at the other, the other courtesans and workers. You can see a, a, a few of them sort of um, enjoying themselves just in a loud and sort of picking at some idle fruit and just sort of uh, posing about in comfortable wear, revealing but not too scandalous. And 
There are two men and one woman. Hmm. No, some familiarity would be nice tonight. Understood. <laughs> uh, I will have to let Agatha know that you came through. She does miss you. You should see her. If my travels take me through, Mitros, which I'm sure they will, I would be more than happy to. Hopefully she hasn't come back here by the time I go there. That would be a shame, wouldn't it? As he takes you by the hand, leading you up to his private suite in this well-put-together establishment of comfort. <sighs> Ava, honey, you take care of the any other guests that come through. I will spend the night with Nyx. Of course, of course, I can take care of it. You hear come up from behind you. A red-headed elf. Anything else? No, I just, uh, spend the night with Leonidas. Laying along the comfortable bed and regaling him of everything I've learned over the past couple of days. The people that I've met. How my thread in life seems to be woven with that of the world's destinies. And the strange nightmare that I've had. You find comfort in and solace, as you usually would with those you have uh, come to before. Nina is, is familiar with your struggles and is always willing to listen and provide a warm and comforting shoulder for you to espouse those concerns on. As we fade to black on that. And that is it for the evening. As we'll move on now to Kintion the 6th, the next day. It is relatively early in the morning, unless anyone's getting up at the crack of dawn. Eh, advanced date by one day, thank you. <laughs> Ten more days until the full moon. Ten more days until Sidon's sacrifice must be met. Uh. Theamos, just uh, to clarify, you're able, you go back to Pythor's uh, palace, going to the room he called out to you. He did say he'd be right back, his tummy hurts. Oh, no. Oh, okay. I'll handle that with him then later. <sighs> so coming into the morning of the next day, uh, it appears that Kyra is not in the dragon's tooth in the morning. And of course, neither is Nyx. What are the rest of you doing? Um, I guess that Ethereal will just kind of go and sit at a table and observe any other patrons in the inn. Hmm. 
Looking around the Dragon's Tooth early in the morning, you see a number of people, though not as nowhere near as like densely packed as it was last night. Some people enjoying um, some early breakfast and seeming to be dressed for the road. Uh, a number of them seem to be travelers or people perhaps headed somewhere else. Uh, you don't really see a lot of locals uh, here uh, this early in the morning. You can hear uh, people, though, getting to work outside in the city. Uh, the sounds of animals and people moving around, all of that stuff as well. Is this a like a fountain or a pond or something that I see outside the inn? Yes, it is a uh, a small fountain. Uh, you can see like lily pads and a few frogs even on top of it as well. I'll go outside and sit on the edge of the fountain. Okay. Enjoy the sunshine, the early. <laughs> Yeah, it's a mild day. Sky is nice and clear. Plenty of sunshine to go around. You can feel like the occasional gust of wind as it sort of whips through uh, these steps channeled by the uh, rock formations around you. But it's uh, more comforting than it is disturbing. Just when you feel like you're getting just a little too hot, a cool breeze comes through the streets. Are there any locals in the immediate vicinity? Yeah, a number of them. What do I notice about them? Hmm. You can see just from cursory glances, most people seem to just be going about their daily routines. Um, though there is a sense immediately apparent of uneasiness. The looming threat of the centaurs and the Oath of Peace on a grander scale coming to an end does send a bit of discomfort through most people. Though they believe in the Five for the time being, nothing has shown them that they won't keep them safe. There is that degree of worry. Anything in particular you're looking for? Um, mainly I'm just listening to hear if I pick up any interesting gossip. I realize that what I heard last night could have some import on our quest. <laughs> and uh, just brought to my attention that perhaps if I listened, I might hear things that were more, more things of import or help that might be helpful and also just kind of contemplating options as far as how to guarantee our success in the fight against whatever beast the sacrifice is to just thinking and observing gotcha gotcha welcome back theamus i was checking to see if you went up back to your your father's palace last night to the room he called out to you as you were walking away uh, yeah. Yeah, you find that room to be remarkably comfortable, uh, and it seems not necessarily made for you. There's no embellishments on the door. Your name's not carved into the wood. 
but there is a degree of familiarity to it, but you're not sure from where. But it is currently the early morning of Kinsian the sixth, the next day. Ten days until the full moon. Where did Kyra stay? Or Kara? Fuck me. <laughs> the last you saw her, uh, she was in the dragon's tooth with everyone until they went to sleep. After you left for the palace, you're not entirely sure. Uh, but you could certainly go looking for her. Yeah, I'll go try looking for her. I'll probably start at the end. Well, Make I'll start turn. looking around here, and then I'll go to the end if I can't find her here. Okay. Yeah, looking around uh, the palace, uh, you find a lot of places seemingly uh, empty. A few attendants are uh, strug uh, not struggling, straggling nobility, seeming to go around uh, on court business. Um, and you do come across what looks to be a sort of office area, a place uh, that smells of paper and ink and rubber stamps, and you hear sort of raised voices uh, emanating from that area, both of which you easily recognize. The voices of your aunt and your father. Seemingly arguing about something behind yeah, the closed door. door. Yeah, just it's opening locked. up. <laughs> no, it is not. Oh god, this this is a Greek this is a Greek thing too. Who knows what he's gonna walk in on? Oh my god. Yeah, walking in. Uh, da -da -da. You hear the last thing. Oh dear God. Oh my lord. <laughs> that is not what you hear. You don't hear the old gods what? return to the world. He's you a bit robot lag there. hardcore, <laughs> It was terrifying. The, la the thing you hear as you're opening up the door is <clears throat> Kira saying to Pythor, I understand what the Oracle said, but that doesn't mean... And... You coming in? Ah, Theomos. No, no, go on. So early. Don't let me stop you. Um. Yeah, come in. Close the door behind you, if you don't mind. I feel so tiny. Can you make yourself bigger? Or if you can't, I'll make you bigger. There you go. <laughs> Um, we were just, you see Pythor sort of like gripping at the base of his face, pulling on his beard. We were just discussing my fruitless search for you, son, and the oaths that we took to keep you and Honora safe from Hexia and her spies. The Oracle had a vision of her coming for the two of you. I'll never see any of you again. So 
so we wed in secret. But still she was taken. You were lost to me. In spite of everything, we tried to keep you both safe. So what exactly oh did you take? I did not need to take one. But those who were witness did. Kyra, your grandfather, the Oracle. Kira. Kira, you're right. Those were the only ones privy to that wedding beneath her temple. And none of them would have sold me out. Obviously. So I do not know how it is she found you. So what exactly was the oath? Was it an oath of secrecy? Indeed. We were to not speak of Pythor's wedding or if it bore any fruit in the form of you and Denora. The oath would keep us from speaking of it, allow us to lie even beyond, well, even beyond coercion or magic, if it were, to, if it were to come to that. Hexia is not something to be trifled with. Even with our power at its height, she eluded us. Huh. Alright, well, on some more, I guess, current issues. I need you, Kyra, Kira, tell me everything that you know about this rock and whatever monsters he might send at us. About the oath, about this rock, and whatever monsters it, he may send at you. Have you been to these sacrifices before? Have you seen them? It is usually a grisly affair, one that I have made a habit of avoiding, though there are a few tales of heroics at such events, including some very old ones. I pray you haven't, I don't know, replaced all of the books in the library with wine, brother. No, Nora would have my head. Good, as she should. Um, I don't have a lot of scrolls on myself about sacrifices, but that might be a good place to start. Alright, I'll start there. You could probably take her out of that prison since she has a replacement, or... Actually, that hasn't been decided yet. Keep her in the prison. As I walk away. If you could tighten her shackles, actually, that'd be good. Yeah. Whip her a couple times, you know, just to make sure she gets the point. <laughs> oh my god. Make sure she understands. Have you seen her, Theamos? Who? No, I haven't gone down there. 
is. Okay. Let's turn back around. Where's the library? Go across the courtyard. It's the furthest building overlooking the city. Indicating this one over here. Alright, as I turn around and go towards the library, and as I go down there, can I do I, do I see any of Sidon's followers? Uh-oh. Mm, crossing through the courtyard, I'd say somewhere in this area, uh, you do see uh, two armed men with these blue cloaks, the black and red bolt of Sidon across them, seemingly talking to themselves about nothing in particular. Okay. Yeah, I'll go search around the library. Do they have like a librarian or like an attendant? Uh, there's a few attendants in there that keep the place clean, but there's not a librarian. You think looking around, uh, there just seems to be like a small office, but it seems occupied. Are the books organized or are they just kind of thrown in here? Do we have titles? Is it alphabetical? You find collections upon collections upon collections of scrolls, sorted categorically, but it is hard to see their titles because they are used, most of them are in cases. So you have to sort of pull them out and see what the title is and put it back over and over again. Um, and they just seem to be sorted basically by. Uh, century and then decade, sorted by time. Alright, I guess I'll spend the day there trying to find information about this rock and the creatures that Sidon releases upon the sacrifices. Okay, that's what Theomos is up to for the time being. What about the rest of you early on in the morning? I'm gonna leave the Silky River and head over to the Dragon's Tooth to see who else might still be there this early in the morning. Well, I'm, I'm gonna be down there in the old uh, bar area having myself sweet tea. Sweet tea. I'll be leaving relatively early to try to find some kind of reliquary of knowledge that is not the library because I'm looking for a uh, non-mundane things. I'm looking for uh, any magic practitioners or sorts, because I need to try to get my hands on some spells that I may or may not be aware of. I don't know the state of Yeah, looking the pl for... player uh, me has two spells in mind. Looking for practitioners of magic. <sighs> sort of making your way through the city. You're a bit hard-pressed. There isn't a proper academy like there is in Mitros, where you can find sages and uh, studiers of the arcane in numerous amounts. But you do see, as you sort of make your way south uh, to the eastern side of the Agora, down here, over, oh, why is it still on cone? There we go, ruler down to the agora over here you do find a 
a shop that holds some promise. Mostly inquire if, uh, they know anyone in town, all the people in town that are acting arcane practitioners, to see if I can, uh, rack every single one of their brain, see what they have available. And if they don't help me, I kill them. No, I do, I tell them that we're on our mission on behalf of Pythor, and if I need to, I'll go to Pythor and... Have him write me some. And then I'm going to ask him for money. Hmm. Yeah, so you find a bit of difficulty going around uh, on your own. Um, most people seeming to steer clear of you, and especially those that recognize you. Um, the ones that don't quickly ask who you are and what business you have with them. And do you answer truthfully? I give him the whole spiel. Yeah. You find it hard-pressed for most of them. A lot of them sort of shut their doors to you. <sighs> saying, if, if need be, you need to come with a, a writ from Pythor before they'd have an audience with you. Wanting nothing to do with Akramatikos. But... Write down their names and locations. I put traitor next to their names. Duly noted. There is one man who does not immediately turn you away. Uh, the man to the east of the Agora, Davos, who has a degree of... Well, you can quickly tell are... Not potent, per se, but seemingly, evidently, uh, magical potions and poultices. Some connection to the arcane, at least in that form. Perhaps he may serve as a decent lead. Not interested in potions. I am looking for knowledge on spell. I know that there's magic out there. My family is able to use some relatively rudimentary spells. Again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I uh, know of a spell able to magically unlock locks and one that's able allows someone to basically take on the form of some elemental magic for a short amount of time, able to basically exude it from their body, much like a dragon's breath. Those are the things I'm looking for. Yeah, I got you. And I'm telling, I'm letting you know that someone that uh, is not working at a temple that has potions and poultices has an understanding of the arcane. Does he have those spells? Does he know who has those spells? You wish to breathe fire like a dragon and get to places you do not belong. I can aid you with those things. I can scribe those as scrolls if need be. I can copy them directly from your own script. Save time. You wish to allow me to let you privy to my own scrolls, my own yes. spell book. <laughs> yes. Oh, perhaps if your family was still in good standing, but you must make a decent case as to why I should let you poke around where you do not belong. 
Do you have a price? Mm. Coin. No, I do not have a price in coin. I do not have a need for Drachmi at the moment, but I do have a need for someone who is well-traveled. And I have heard rumors of yourself going about the land. There is something I need, Akramatakos. Something I need quite handedly, actually. Do you think you can I'll look into it for me? I'll tell you that after this meeting, I'm planning to go to the king to get a written order for you to give me what I'm asking for. If that will still not suffice, so be. I'll do so either way, though. It's his daughter on the line. I don't think it would be much to ask for. I would advise you ask a very high price for your good. I'm sure he would be happy to pay that as well. Hmm. A high price. Enough to buy whatever errand you're wanting to send me. Hire someone who has more time and patience for it. Hmm. <laughs> so be it. Here I hope you could have a fruitful relationship. Fine. <sighs> Give me a persuasion check. Or intimidation. I'm sure they're both garbage. For my character she died. Now so you have your uh your bad reputation. Doesn't that give you advantage on intimidation checks? I don't think anything mechanical like that with backgrounds. Let's see. Uh, nah, there's no mechanical stuff like that to it. Gotcha. I'm not particularly trying to per, uh, to intimidate him. I'm just telling him what's going. On. Okay. Four. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> Tell Pythor then that I need hmm. I need eighteen hundred drachmi for what it is you're asking for. Understood. I'll try to return before the end of the day. Fine. Even go to Pythor. Yep, heading back up to the royal palace and getting an audience with Pythor, you find again a bit of opposition before people seem to click and remember who it is you are. <sighs> Before he takes a few moments to see you, what is it, Sophia? What do you have a need of? I require funds to aid us on 
this task you gave us. It seems like we are quite destined, as it were, to sacrifice ourselves for your data. I'm trying to make sure that doesn't exactly happen. I need 2,000... No, with my reputation. 2,200, Rockne. It is no paltry sum. You have a hundred thousand worth of drachma and cattle, you can sell a few. I do not own that cattle, that is what I had to- what I needed to pay for it. And... If I remember correctly, it should have been twenty thousand drachma in cattle. <sighs> I can get you the funds, what are you spending it for? He starts walking, Spells. issuing, follow, telling you to follow after him. And Spells. Magic that will aid us in our predicament upon the rock. We cannot defend ourselves or fight if we are shackled. I aim to remedy that. Mm. I see. It is well thought out. Though surprisingly expensive. I can give you the man's name who demanded such a price. I would take it for free if you simply mandated it. But this is the asking price he gave. Who? Man's name. Davos. What was it? <sighs> Davos, D-A-V-O-S. Davos asked for such a price. That is... unusual. He sought well. to send me on an errand and did not like my rebuffing of his offer. Ah. Yeah, he is always in the need of something, it seems. Uh. Fine. Yeah. As Pythor uh, opens up a medium-sized chest and pulls out a uh, bundle of drachmi, notably a lot less than uh, eighteen or twenty-two hundred, I believe you asked for. Yep. As he gives you five hundred drachmi and writes out a writ uh, and seals it. Yeah, give him this. He'll take it. What is this root for? <sighs> Tells him to take the 500 drachmi and aid you in any way that he can, within reason. If the 500 is for his payment, I'll still require 400 additional coin. Sort of looks at you with a quizzical look, sort of thinking it together before he sort of puts it together. You need to... Take this for yourself. Fine. As he counts out another 400 gold pieces and gives it to you. Thank you. 400 drachmi. I'm glad you understand. I just hope this plan of yours works. So do I. I'll return if I have additional needs. Thank you, Lord Python. Indeed. I think Theomos is in the library. 
looking for some answers you did not know. Surprise, I was unaware that he could read. <laughs> Thank you. As I leave. <laughs> oh my goodness. You gonna take that name, though? Damn! Go ahead and, uh, go ahead and give yourself a little, go ahead and give yourself a little laurel. Fill in one of those little bubbles there. Of the, the, the hey. tin trackers. Not the, not the full-on inspiration, but go ahead and give yourself a laurel mark for that. That was beautiful. Laurel? What? what? Yeah, the little tin bubbles. Remember that XP. stuff? It's, that's yes. the one under under features. It's called training. Got it. Got it. Yeah, Sick yeah, burns. Training. Oh, okay. Burns for boons. I remember us talking about that, and I have no idea what we actually talked about. I'm gonna All right. It. I'm going to use it for something else, not for boons, but... Okay. <sighs> All right, Turn that is... Uh, yeah. yeah. Looking for uh, the magic of Nock and Dragon's Breath. That is what I'm looking for, if those exist in this world. They do indeed, and it just so happens that Davos actually does have access to both of those spells. Nice. Yeah. It seems disgruntled when he reads the, uh, the writ from Pythor, he just sort of sighs and accepts it. <sighs> Fine. I yes. also require inks for the copying. I'm I... assuming you have that available. I figured as much I do. It's your price. I require... I don't know how to put this in terms, because how much he's selling it to me, but... I give him the amount I require that would usually need, uh, about 200 gold- or 200 drachmi worth of, uh... Yeah, because it's, uh, it's 50 per spell level, right? So it's two second level yeah. spells? Yeah, yep. so... Uh, I didn't know if he wanted to charge me more. That's why I got more. No, he does not. He looks at the writ and takes the 400 drachmi. 200 drachmi. Correct. Five. Correct. Two, yeah. I, I owe Pythor back 200 drachmi. No, you don't. Alright, good shit. And uh, yeah, I'm the next at least two days, that's what I'm doing. I'm, uh, four days? How much downtime? Isn't, it, so isn't wait. it just a couple hours for each one? Oh, it might be hours. That's right. It's not days. Yeah. You could okay. rook the, well, the second for the, level spells. Probably for like it. the rest of the day and tomorrow. I'll probably be doing Yeah, so you can record those down in a day. That's it for me for now. All right. Still early morning. Inferior. Still people watching. Themos beginning his research. Sophia heading about town sort of not so much making a name for herself her name preceding her facing off with some difficulties but eventually getting what it is she's looking for who's up next and what are you up to okay so head into the market heading down south not into exactly the agora the person for yes the agora <laughs> As you head out of the Dragon's Teeth, you see uh, Inferia sort of sitting to herself with um, Ivis by her side. Uh, you can see like a a kid sort of 
running up halfway and sort of gawking, not so much at her, but at the strange mechanical contraption next to her as you're making your way down south. Mm -hmm. I leave my shield and my spear at the tavern. I just have my cloak up covering my head. Gotcha. Heading down into the Agora, what exactly are you looking for? Mm -mm, probably... No, I don't know what... what uh, some... I wouldn't say luxury items, but like... I guess... Food? Processed food? Cheese, cheese, cheese. And like, I, I had to like count through the steps. I was missing the word. It was like all my Animal time. Animal byproducts? Animal byproducts. <laughs> Basically. Take that, vegans. <laughs> no! Oh, we're canceled. So, and canceled. Alright, good luck. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We ruined the entire thing. Yeah, You're basically looking, looking for like cheese, for vegetables, cheeses? honey, all that. Yeah. Yeah, you can amenities. find dairy, There you go. Not luxury honey, goods. Amenities. Fruits, beverages, legumes, meat. Though in limited supply and mostly poultry, uh, and some wild game. So you just uh, you're just looking for just cheese and honey. Yeah, basically, bread, meat. Yeah, so just There's going through, doing like some create sandwiches or what have you. I don't know. What do we live? Greece? Greece people eat sandwiches? Something. Yeah. You got you can get you can, yeah, we have bread. Yeah, you can get uh you can get some fresh bread for yourself, uh and some pheasant or chicken pretty easily. Uh along with some cheeses and honeys. I know you don't like vinegar, but there's also vinegars available. Uh that's part of the cuisine, so yeah. All right. Yeah, so just sort of getting what you need to sort of whip up a, a bit of a sandwich, a hearty and meaty one for yourself. Um, we'll just run you all together. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. Like 20 lepta, or not 20, uh, like two lepta. That was the gold. Where did we put the gold? <laughs> It should be under equipment. equipment. Oh yeah, my gosh, why isn't it under core? Whose idea was that? <laughs> How many left are in a drop me? A hundred. Oh, on the hundred system. Okay. Nice. Something yeah, to break able to fast. put together a sandwich for essentially two bucks. <laughs> ah, take that, innkeepers. <laughs> Just something to break his fast before he heads back to. Well, I guess everyone else is already out and about. So I guess you would just explore the town or the city. Yeah. He's not smart, so he knows that Sophia or some other people, maybe like Inferior, Nix or something, will figure something out. Yeah, He's not brains. Going about town, you sort of get a lot of the same vibe that she got going through it uh, the first day. Uh, but it is a pleasant day, nonetheless. 
What about you, Mercury? Just enjoying yourself still at the bar for the early morning? I'll, I'll go around town and start talking up the, the show tonight at the Dragon's Tooth. And chatting a bit, being a little bit flamboyant with drawing people in, letting them know that there'll be a show and that uh, they don't need to worry about the, uh, the centaurs. It's just spread okay. joy and cheer throughout the city. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and give me a, uh, da, 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 da. a joy, a joy roll. <laughs> go ahead and give me a straight charisma check, uh, but go ahead and add your proficiency bonus to that. Okay, so this will be Because the, the check I want doesn't exist anymore. All right, cool. Yeah, so going around, you sort of get a feel for the people on the street, and they're, you know, starting out their day, and they seem to sort of be more or less in an okay mood uh and you should sort of come to them with this news of what's going on with the dragon's tooth a lot of them seemingly didn't really have any plans uh for tonight and seem to be quite receptive to the idea of coming through to see uh you perform they remember someone mentioning that they saw you last night uh there uh and so it, it seems quite exciting that you're going to be putting on a bit of a show or something to that nature uh and they could use a night out etc etc most people seem quite receptive to you and you leave them with uh with a smile on their face as they get on with their errands and the like Yay. last but not least nix what are you up to early in the morning I'm just going to gather my things and head back to the Dragon's Tooth, seeing who might be left lingering today, if anyone at all. Leonidas is uh, welcome to join me if he has nothing else to do this morning. Mm. He remarks to you in the morning that he has business paperwork that he has to take care of. Agatha would normally handle the numbers, but with her being out of town, yeah, it falls on him to play with the Abigail all throughout the morning, and he needs as much time as he can get at that. Numbers have never been his strong suit. Hmm. Well, then I'll leave you to it. Hope to see you before I depart from the city again, Leonidas. I grab my things and I go. Yeah, coming left. in. Is it just Imperia? Yeah. You just see Inferia uh, sitting outside. As I uh, hop off my horse and approach her, sitting on the edge of the little fountain. Good morning, dear youngling. Did you rest easy last night? Good morning, Nick. Uh, I did, I did. And you? Yes, a uh, more peaceful night than the one back at the temple, rest assured. Good. <laughs> that is very good. Has everyone parted for the day? Nyx is going to take a seat next to you. Uh, yes. I, well, Mercury left, and Atreus left, and I haven't seen Kira or Samos. And, well, Sophia left as well. So, yes. <laughs> Unless Kira is still inside, but somehow I doubt that. And you've just been sitting out here. Did you not want to explore the t the city with me? Oh, well, 
sure. I was just thinking and observing, you know. I learned some interesting things last night listening to the gossip. Oh, why don't you tell me about it? Come, come. So I'm, I'm going to stand and extend my arm to Inferia so we can take a lovely stroll around Astoria. A lovely stroll. I will accept your hand and then off we walk. Yes, yeah, so last night in the inn, I was listening to what everyone was talking about. And, well, you know, there was the expected worry over the centaurs and Sidon causing problems that there's apparently some awful storms in Mitros right now. Storms? Flooding and all of that. Yeah. It's making travel rather difficult. There's flooding on the flooding on the roads and sailors are having a hard time with their ships. Do you know how far inland the storms have gone? No, they didn't say. Just the travel to Mitros was limited at best. I imagine the city itself is suffering as well. Though not overly, as that would be a breach of the oath. I would think. You would probably know more about the oath than I do. Know more about what? The oath of peace. Well, the open seas is the oath of peace, not the open oath seas. Of pe- okay, I heard <laughs> I open apologize. seas. I apologize. I emerged shortly after the oath had been signed, though I don't know what it was like before. But Mom would tell me that the oceans literally boiled. Life was not sustainable within there. In fact, there were several nymphs that lived within the ocean that were moved away from their homes. The heat was unbearable. They were dying. The storms themselves were harsh. My islands were struck with lightning several times. They were rebuilding their huts frequently. It is because of the Oath of Peace that those storms had stopped. So I don't know firsthand of how terrible they must be, only the stories, but it's still concerning. Indeed. And if it's coming towards inland, I can only imagine what we're about to do would only upset him even further. Well, our entire journey is bound to upset him. I doubt that this one action will have as much import as our entire purpose. No. Hmm. How are you coming to terms with it? What Versi had told all of us. Um, Well, it... It's a lot to take in. I... I have a family now. However, the relation to Sidon is... concerning. Well, I always, I always knew I would be opposed to the Titans when they returned. The worship of Lutheria that was occurring on home island was 
horrible. And I could not... I, I, if the world were to be that way, it would not be a world I wish to live in. It's a very interesting existence we have, us nymphs. Yes. Spirits of Thylea. Technically, we are the daughters of a titan herself. But you being more directly connected to Sidon, that's... I'd imagine the closest I would be is if the Ore were somehow connected to Lutheria. I'm not sure yeah. how I feel quite yet about this prophecy, but if it leads me to the answers I seek, then it is the path I follow. Indeed. Well, I don't know. I never, I never put much stock in fate and prophecy. I always, I always believed that one's actions made one's own fate, and prophecy was merely a way of I don't know, uh, making making options and paths more visible. And so this prophecy, all it really means to me is a, a guidance in the way forward. Well, I believe you are somewhat right. There are probably things that are destined to happen such as the ending of the Oath of Peace and what is to come about of that. And then it all of us... Yes. And then all of us have our own roles to play. Our threads may be weaved into this prophecy somehow. We could change the tapestry of destiny, per se, by our own actions, but that is the key, isn't it? Our actions are still going to affect whether or not we actually save Thylea. Indeed. And that is our choice. I'm going to have to speak with Sophia on it. I know this notion concerned her the most. I'd like yes. to quell those concerns. Yeah. Well, if mine help, uh, I don't know, ease her mind if we find that, that relic, and we were talking about perhaps the dwarves having information on the forge, and perhaps even on the relic, and, well, one of the things I heard last night was about a dwarf in Blacksmith. Who claims to be a god? Dwarven blacksmith claiming to be a god. Indeed. Hmm. That is fondly, though say he is grumpy. <laughs> oh. We might have have a chat with him. Yes. I just thought it might put Sophia's mind to rest a little bit that our quest doesn't seem so impossible if we're getting that kind of information just from listening to gossip in the inn. 
Oh, gossip can become valuable information. You just have to be wary of its sources and how they came to be. This is very true. This is very true. What is that? I don't know if you're talking to me. This is very true. Yes. Oh, so crunchy! Are sure you're not playing a Warforged? It's so roboty. Oh no, did my microphone go weird? Yeah, you're getting crunchy. Okay, I'll disconnect and reconnect. <laughs> Penis. No, Nick. Yes. Thank Is that you. better? Yeah, sounds better. For now. I was, uh, I was gonna say that while we're strolling, Nix is just going to tell you about my good old friend Leonidas and. <laughs> yes, I yes. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Inferia. Gruesome detail. Mm, yes. Yes, moment, gruesome, moment. gritty details. Sure. Because what else? No, unfortunately. <laughs> cool. Well, I'll tell you about Leonidas and that he's, you know, a kind gentleman that exudes warmth. And my offer still stands, Inferior, if you're very curious about some of the pastimes of the mortals. You should come with me to the Soki River. I'm sure they would answer all of your questions and be absolutely delighted to meet you. Perhaps. All right. I admit I find myself slightly nervous. Oh, don't be. Honestly, when most people wouldn't even stand by my side, I found many friends within the brothels of Thylea. They're very kind people. What is a brothel? Is it is it the kind of place you went last night? Ah. Uh, Yes, a brothel is an establishment that offers a service of pleasure to those who have the coin to pay. Oh, I might understand. There was... That, that pleasure yes. can come in different forms. For most people, when they think of a brothel, they think of a sexual companion. But I merely like the company. Okay. I still... <laughs> I still find myself confused, however. There, I... I do believe, I guess, the only way I will find out is by accompanying you. Yes. That's exactly what it would have to be. It's not a simple thing to put into words. Everybody has their own experiences for them. Very well. Mortal practices are so fascinating. Yes, and who knows, maybe you'd find something or someone that you'd like. Perhaps. I do try not to get too attached to mortals. <laughs> Why's that? Well, they're so fragile and they die after so little time. True, but sometimes the connections you make for such short-lived creatures 
is something you can value the rest of your long-lived life. It is not something to be afraid of, Inferia. Hmm. Well, I don't know about that, but I, I will think on it. For now, for now, we have other things to contemplate. Our continued survival, ten days hence, for one. Well, first, we need to see if Sidon would take on our alternative offer. I plan to meet with Gaius tomorrow to see what he says. And then from there, we could go about planning properly. Once the terms have been solidified. Oh. Well, I thought they had been. And there is danger in bringing Sidon in on it. The more he's involved, the more likely it is to be seen as a breach of the oath. Not quite. Sidon is the one that gets to agree upon the terms for his sacrifice. Gaius is merely a messenger between Sidon and everybody here in Astoria. When we made the proposal and Gaius asked if we would all offer ourselves a sacrifice, that was not an approval, that was merely a suggestion. He still needs to ask Sidon if that is a worthy alternative. Sidon gets to decide upon the terms of how it is he would like the sacrifice to go, whether it is we must be chained the entire night, whether it is we must be in some sort of field that takes away our magic, whether we need to have our hands cut off beforehand. Sidon gets to decide all of that. And it is well, Gaius that tells us what is approved. I, That's what we need to find out first. I had, I had thought that the entirety of the agreement was that we would offer ourselves in Nora's dead, and Gaius seemed quite confident that he didn't need Sidon's approval for that. However, I... you do know more than me about these things. It just... it occurs to me that if we... say... brush over some of those details, they can't claim later that we... disobeyed them. Say, if you bring up being chained all night or being able to release our chains, they might... Oh decide I, to have I us agree. chained all night. I agree. So we don't ask anything else other than what is it that Sidon has agreed to? We let Gaius do all of the talking, we accept the terms, and then we work within them. That is my plan, at least. That sounds wise. I believe that we should research what uh, the sacrifice has looked like in previous years, especially if there were humans offered. Yes. Uh, maybe you there's... Do you want to do that today? Well, the more research, the better off we'll be. Very well, then let's go find the library. Probably in the palace. Certainly. Nyx is going to then redirect us back to the palace so that we can do some research on past sacrifices and the like. Yeah, making your way up 
the palace steps back over uh, this way. You do see something interesting as you're coming up to the palace gates. You see what looks like a sad, distraught elvish man uh, wearing priestly vestments and sort of just pacing uh, back and forth in front of this uh, large building. It is... You realize a large shrine at the that runs into the wall of the gorge up here. A large stone building with a copper dome that seems to shine in the morning sun. And you can see the pediment above the door, a little triangle space, bears a marble engraving of the legendary dragon Bometria. This the scent, the smell of incense wafting out and you hear not the muttering of prayers but of hushed voices as priests seem to run about inside and one seems to pace back and forth I don't know how it is it happened it was just there last night and now oh, God's Pythor is going to be furious oh what ails you Oh, there's been, oh, it's been stolen, it's been stolen, (laughs) and I don't know what I'm going to do. Something has been stolen from your temple. Yes, as you see, this man, soft face, soft lines, and just our eyes darting uh, back and forth with worry to between the two of you. Uh, yes. The reliquary within this shrine. It seems that thieves broke into it last night, and now the horned vomitria is gone. Oh, no. I don't know what to do. Yeah, it was supposed to be safe here, and now there's just broken glass and wine leading out. Wine. Interesting. Well, do you mind if I have a look? Sure. He just seems to sort of walk back in to the dragon shrine you see uh like large marble tiled uh murals depictions of dragons up on the walls in all of their glory and multiple colors and metallic hues uh and making your way past these beautiful depictions and uh places of worship he leads you off to this offshoot behind a large uh, bronze door into a reliquary, someplace that um, usually precious items are kept uh, to be safe, but you can see that this reliquary sort of leads upstairs and there is an overlook attached to it that seems to be about a story off the ground. And you can see uh, dangling from that overlook is a long vine. 
It was just like, right it here. Like, does it look like the vine like grows from outside or does it look like it was like dangling there like a rope? It looks like it's dangling like a rope. It seems to be wrapped up around the sort of um so if you imagine yourself going into a rectangular room, right? And you come into that room, you see a large glass case with like two metal prongs where a horn should be. But instead there is broken glass and no horn. You can see wine scattered around the little reliquary uh, where that horn should be. And from there at the other end of the rectangle is basically a uh, an open air balcony. And on the edge of that balcony is this long vine. It seems to lead back down to the ground. It would appear that the thief climbed this vine. <laughs> what thief climbs a vine? <sighs> An inventive one. Perhaps you could talk to it. Uh, I don't know if I understand the trees back. Can I understand the trees back? Let me look at my character sheet. Um, because I talked to the ones, but they were not exactly we just play yeah you are fluent in the languages of beasts and plants yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna talk to fine who be climbing you <laughs> um yes Nix I will ask for vine who dares to steal from a temple and I'll go over and kneel down and put my hand on the vine and just to everyone else it sounds like coming but I'm, I'll ask the vine um, the thief in the night that climbed which direction did they go sort of hear nothing for a moment the bustling of the city you can see just ever so slightly at the very edge of the vine what looks like a budding leaf just slowly begin to sort of work its way out of the vine and sprout another leaf and all you hear is must grow big and strong 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 it just repeats this in an ever a never-ending cycle it seems like this well most plants especially simple ones have simple thoughts your experience as a dryad the only things that you've ever really had a conversation with quote-unquote conversation have been very old and very healthy trees things like vines especially lone vines you look down you can see just the long stalk of a single vine going down into the ground as this almost seems more like a beanstalk in a way must grow big and strong. Must grow big and strong. Must grow big and strong. It seems to just sort of continue worming its way up the uh, the edge of the balcony. That's gonna get stuck in my head. What have you done? Enjoy. I'm going to kind of gently encourage it to grow 
over my hand instead of over the balcony just so that it's I don't know more intimate with the vine I don't know <laughs> and I'm a uh, big and strong <laughs> you sort of stick your hand out to it you can feel it just sort of pull on you and it just starts to sort of pull itself onto your fingertips just ever so softly like a little gentle touch and then it just sort of you can feel sort of like a, a bit of a pinprick it seems like the the leaves on this thing have like very very fine hairs on them that seem sort of agitating at first but you quickly just brush past it as it just sort of grows a little bit further up your middle finger just like a tiny little um you ever see like those like weird sort of rings uh, like hot topic that are like yeah, really big yeah, like the whole finger ring, it just sort of turns into that around your finger. Must grow big and strong. I have a feeling this vine is gonna cause problems. <laughs> um, I'll turn to Nick. Well, it is a young vine and does not experience much other than a desire for growth. It is difficult to communicate with. Huh. I will. I, well, I can continue to attempt to make some, well, sense of, of, of communicating, but we might have better luck trying to track footsteps of the thief. Yes, agreed. If the plants are not old enough to hold a coherent conversation, that's... Not much we can do about it then, and I don't suppose there is much time to wait. Uh, tell me, as I turn over to the acolyte, dear acolyte, has this happened before? Were there any guards here? Oh god, he's doing it too. <laughs> They're all doing it. <laughs> no, um, my name is Aesop. Uh, there, there hasn't been something like this. The I mean, the dragon shrine's right next to the palace. No one would break in here if they knew what they were doing. There's always... And he sort of hesitates for a moment. Oh, but... But Sidon's men are here. So there haven't been guards out front. Oh. He sort of comments that there's normally guards out front of the, uh palace gates but they seem to have all moved inside making that sort of dmz area and now there's there's less of them especially at night <sighs> well don't worry aesop we'll have a look around and we'll see if we can find anything i'm immediately going to look towards the trail of wine yeah, looking, yeah, there's, there's like tons of wine all over and you can actually see pretty quickly with your, uh, your high wisdom. You see some evident footprints in the wine, but give me a uh, survival check. Twenty-one. Nicely done. Yeah, you see, like the uh, the footprints seem to be like scattered and all over the place, um, and really small, like really small, and not boot prints. They're hoof prints. 
and you see they seem to sort of lead out back to the balcony and they just seem to sort of stop at the vine. Can I tell by based on the walking pattern if it was a, a bipedal creature? Oh, uh, with a 21, yeah, you can sort of get the sense that it was a, uh, a bipedal creature. A small hoof. Small hoofed creature. Cloven Walks hoofed. upon two legs, cloven over to a vine. A satyr? Oh, Perhaps. Is that what they're called in this world? <laughs> there are satyrs Perhaps in this world. They're all called satyrs, yes. Cool. Perhaps a satyr, yes. Why have hoofs? Do stygians have hoofs in this world? No, you got normal feet. Okay. Uh. I'm going to go over to the vine. The footprints stop here. He must have climbed up the balcony. Let's see where it leads. I take a tug on the vine to see if it could support my weight. Oh god! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can feel like you, you can feel like it sort of shift underneath your pull. And do you still have yourself uh, connected to it, Inferia? Yeah. Like it still sort of has yeah, that finger ring it. on you. Still kind of it's like a, to it. It's like a gentle. Mm. Next, it cannot hold your weight. Oh, this poor thing. Is there another way up to the balcony, Sop? You're standing on it. So it's oh. down off, off the balcony. You're looking down. How oh. tall is the balcony? But uh, about a story. It's like ten feet. So. So this well, vine just pop goes... off the balcony. <laughs> yeah, so this vine just goes down. Straight down, like a down. fireman pole. Oh. I'm going to gently persuade the vine to let go of me by like, you know. It just seems to sort of continue to wrap itself up around your hand. As, give me a con save. <laughs> I knew this was going to be problematic. <laughs> As it sort of passes the last knuckle on your middle finger and you can see some of the little vines sort of dig into your skin. And as these vines sort of dig into the top of your hand, you can feel another one sort of stick into the into the palm of your hand, and you just feel sort of woozy, just a little, a little intoxicated as you are poisoned. We should probably go around downstairs and see if there are footprints in the ground. Inferia, are you? I'm not. Well, this uh, it's getting crunchy. It's, it's, it's perfect. It's simulating how drunk she is. The plant. I'm going to pull out my dagger and immediately sever the vine away from its main self, and then yeah, you go can over see to as you as you cut it. You can see just the the bit of the vine sort of wrap itself around uh, Inferia's finger, like nice and tight. And you can see it just sort of attached to her. 
as it just almost looks like a vein on her finger. And you can see the, the vine attached to the balcony just shrink down and shrivel up like a stretched out spring back to the ground, turning gray and dying on the way down. Uh, All right, oh, let no. me see here. No. So I'm going to go over to Inferia and I'm going to try to examine how this... I want, I want to see if I can pull this vine off of her. Yeah, looking at it, she's sort of That's like waving back and forth. And give me a survival check. Wonder if I have any boost to that. Must stay alive. Must stay alive. Must would stay I, alive. Uh, would my wanderer feature? I know it's like to. So my wanderer feature. I know it's like. It's it's advantage with like navigating and foraging but would i be able to get like advantage for like plants i would say no not? no okay 14. 14 yeah looking at it it just looks like it sort of like it's sort of it's kind of hard to see almost it's sort of just blending in now with the color of her skin you can see like this sort of raised bump but it almost looks like it's sort of grafted to her her finger jesus christ As it just sort of looks like she has just like a, 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 what's the word? Like a trinity of just extra veins just going up her middle finger. Must stay alive. Must stay alive. No, no, no. This isn't going to do. What do I have? <laughs> Am I just totally out of it or can I try to get away at all? Like, is there anything I can do or am I totally done? Like totally gone. No, you're not totally oh, gone. You're dead. <laughs> you can give me. I know I'm not dead, but I mean like mentally. Yeah, you're just you're just sort of feeling just woozy and uh, like I said, just sort of drunk. But you can give me another con save. Do I have high enough wisdom to know that trying to toll the dead this thing might also hurt Inferia? That is a reasonable assumption. <laughs> Gotta cover off her arm, whole thing. From the shoulder. It's the only way. Do I know of anybody in town that also specializes in plants? Mm. That I can go to about this fuckery? Mm. You can sort of feel... Yeah, 14 on your con save. Nicely done. You can sort of feel your your head starting to clear. <laughs> um and Nyx thinking on it you know there's like a really large vineyard up to the north gate uh maybe there but the historian vineyards are just vineyards there isn't a botanist or like you know a druid in town uh, to your knowledge oh, oh. <laughs> I have an idea you have an idea? I have the command spell. I can command it to release me. Right? Release is a one word command. Would it work on a plant? Um, I'm just gonna you click on it to get the spell card. That you both know. Yeah, I'd rule that it understands you. Okay. So I'm gonna cast command. 
that it needs a DC 13 wisdom save. Otherwise, yeah. it has to release me. Channeling in a bit of this natural magic of your own and forcing it through your hand at whatever this thing is It's attaching itself to you. You can just hear it say must stay alive must stay alive must say must release release die die <laughs> Die as you can feel like this and it sort of like you can see these three little vines sort of break out of the uh that last joint on your finger sort of releasing themselves and peeling away sort of like a banana peel uh away from you as just slowly but surely without really any pain you can just feel it sort of um like kind of like peeling off a band-aid that sort of sensation of the glue mm -hmm. breaking away from your skin as it seems to sort of fall away slowly but surely releasing itself from you must I have never must die. Must die. Before it falls off of you. <laughs> well, it is dead now, but I've never before encountered a plant of I such. I step on the plant and grind it into the ground to be certain. <laughs> well, it was already dead. <laughs> yeah, if you move your foot I'm... away, you can see just ground up gray dust. That was an evil plant. I do not know. I am bewildered. <laughs> I wonder if the thief was... was affected by the plant, if maybe they weren't... maybe they weren't all in their right mind. Is that vine a part of this balcony, Aesop? Or do you not pay attention to the... the decoration? No, it certainly isn't. We keep everything clean and clear around here. That was new. Perhaps it was left by our thief. Indeed, one without my relationship with plants would have been much more affected, I think. Oh, I do not know what was happening. I've heard that the, the the oracles chosen are in Astoria. Do you think they could help? <laughs> we are the oracles chosen, young Aesop. We are two of As you sort of You sort of look at him and he has a youthful look to him, but in your experience, Nyx, elves always look youthful, regardless of how old they are. I don't say young. <laughs> he just seems to be soft-spoken and sort of reserved. <sighs> oh, you're part of the Oracle's Chosen. Oh, oh, well, that makes me feel a lot better. Do you think you'll be able to get the horn? Well, well, certainly we'll we, try. We're yes, going to take a look our, outside. Yes. It would benefit us as well to find the horn again, as we are mm, advised by the oracle to drink from it. He sort of looks at you, and you can just see his jaw just sort of drop. You're supposed to drink from the horn? <laughs> oh, and I lost it! Oh! 
Murray not. I'm I'm so sorry. It is not your fault. Fault is the thief. And we will endeavor to find them. Uh, as he sort of just seems to follow after you as you sort of pivot around the building going back down the rising hill to where that balcony is you can see the decrepit uh, remains of this vine turning gray uh, down to where it's planted in the ground and you see more spilled wine uh, dotting the grass and ground around this area any husbands? Give me a survival check. I'm also looking. You can either roll separately or help each other then. I am going to uh, help Inferia. Cool. All right, then give it to me with advantage. Cool. Fifteen, just enough. And As you're looking, Ivis oh. will also look around. Sorry. Ah, oh, okay. And Ivis has, um. Has a special way. Uh, advantage on perception checks. Oh, that's not wisdom. That's not survival. It's just perception. Gotcha. Um, there we go. So then, wait, what would. You just roll straight wisdom. Just straight wisdom. He's good at seeing things, but not particularly tracking things. Oof. With a three for Ivis's wisdom check, uh, Ivis just sort of chirps happily on the ground uh, looking looking around sort of hopping from place to place not really seeing much of anything uh, but you can see the, the tracks in the in the wine and in the grass leading back towards these stairs and seeming to go further down in a way well next shall we follow our erstwhile thief or shall we get help from the others before we do. I don't even know where the others are, Inferia, and I'm not going to run around this entire city looking for them. If we run into one of them as we are investigating, we will bring them up to speed. Very well. That seems more than reasonable to me. Snix is already has gone off following the trail. Yeah, coming over here leads you to a guard post. You can see just one Astorian guard wearing armor with a green cloak uh, on his back. As you come up to the top of the stairs, what is it I can do for you, miss? There seems to have been a robbery of, uh, of the reliquary by Pythor's palace. Did you not see anything last night? I wasn't here last night, miss. Uh, here, just stay here. I'm going to go speak with uh, my superior officer as he just sort of grabs his gear and mo- mo- moves down the stairs and explains all the damn wine. I think you so, sir. Sorry, what were you saying? I was going to say, as he mentioned the wine, I'm just going to not really wait and look around for more path of wine yeah as you come over to this edge uh this sort of drop down about another foot you can see clinging to the edge of it 
Must grow big and strong. Must no! grow big and strong. You see just this winding up vine to this point as well. This one alive and well. These vines. Because another yeah, drop. It's another ten feet drop. And more of these vines. So the vines are going down the drop. Yeah, down to the ground. Each one like a singing rope, if you will. But only Theory hears the singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she comes up behind you, she would hear it. These vines are an absolute menace. All it cares but, about is growing. But they lead us to our thief. True, true. We Can cannot let them. them... Yes, it, all it cares about is growing. Must grow big and strong. Must grow big and strong. <laughs> oh no, please stop. <laughs> We follow the vines, dear youngling. Let's go. We should probably, we should probably wait to see what the guard has seen. Maybe. Do I I have a guesstimate how long it's going to take for the guard to come back? Mm, Maybe five minutes. In the meantime, we can try to figure out how to kill this vine without letting it latch on to one of us. Without wasting all my magic. Mm, yes, that's that is true. Is this plant going to be considered a creature? I would say yes for the purposes of interacting with spells. Are there any other guards around me, or is it just the one? <laughs> Uh, well, the one guard. Quiet. Yeah, the one guard went down. Uh, you can see like another guard all on the ground, sort of like watching people come, come into and leave the uh, city, just sort of looking out at the people. This gate is not very heavily guarded. Let me try this, as uh, I'm going to put a flame in my sensor and let the smoke waft out of it, there's going to be a small chiming noise that emanates from it as I cast Told the Dead Upon This Vine. You can see just this grayness sort of spread down the length of this vine as it quickly shrivels up and dies. Well, that was one down. Perhaps the next one you can just light on fire. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I hate to say that. I don't think you would want to hear it screaming. If I were far enough away, I wouldn't hear. Oh. Nyx is going to lean against this uh, cliffside now, just waiting for the guard to return. In short order, he does. Uh, you can see another uh, guard accompanying him, this one with a bronze badge upon his uh, left breast on his armor, holding his cloak to it. So, apparently the the Horn of Bometria is the only thing that was stolen. And then these two came up saying they were tracking something, I think. Yes, what seems to be the situation exactly? What, what are you doing up here? The Horn was stolen. There were no guards protecting it. We are doing an investigation. 
Aesop has asked us. I see. What does your investigation tell you then? Well, the thief traveled this direction. The vine that we just killed, I don't know if Scar noticed before he went to fetch you or not, is a poisonous plant that there was a similar one on the balcony and it, well, it attacked me, but we handled it fine and there was one here, so we were following the vines and we were also following wine. I heard this guy mentioned Yeah, I noticed there was some wine spilled on the ground this morning, but I didn't think too much of it. Maybe somebody couldn't wait to polish something off before they headed home. Yes, well, it would appear the thief was rather intoxicated. It's fine. Easy way to track our thief. Yeah, Nix, as you come, as you sort of like uh, are standing in this area, you can see just the, the hoof prints that have sort of led you over here. It seems like uh, whatever it is that stole this was, yes, intoxicated, and it seemed like maybe not alone. There might have been two, at most, three of them. Seems to be more than just one. But we did know that there was one back at the, the temple, right? Like there was one set of footprints and now there's there one to be set more. of footprints up the up at the top. Yeah, but after you like from the base of the first vine over to here, there seemed to have been a total of three. So one stole the horn, came back here, met with a couple of others, and where did you go? As I'm trying to follow the new trail. Yeah, looking at the trail, it seems to end at the vine. And they climb uh, down the vine to the ground. Well, then I see our path continues at the ground at the bottom of this vine. It's I only small the camera up. Nixie immediately goes around. And she's not going to hop. She's just going to go down the steps and go around to where the vine was and see what she can find. At the bottom. Down where the dying vine is, you can see more wine and more hoofprints. Do the cards think about us just like leaving? (laughs) And it just leads out of the city. East. Looks like we're going to have no choice but to tell everyone else and get their help. Going out of the gates is not the wisest idea on this side. Oh, sit inside with the centaur. I believe so. Right, right. This is inside with centaurs. Right. Time might be of the. The north gate is where the centaurs are, but yeah, traveling on the roads by yourselves would be dangerous, regardless of which gate you leave out of. But that's why the uh, the north gate is the most reinforced, where the majority of the soldiers are, and all that stuff. Time might be of the essence, but we would be fools to go, just the two of us. If if they are able to use magic to conjure up vines such as that, it's wiser to have some backup. It's true. Perhaps we can send Ibis with a message so that we're not running all over the city. 
Certainly. If Ives knows where to find them, that would be a brilliant idea. I don't know if Ives knows where to find them, but Ives can fly. <laughs> I don't know. However, Ives can get an aerial view of the city, as it were, so any that are outside, he was much quicker than we would. Alright, so we'll just leave him with a note as I go through my equipment. It have like parchment or something. Yeah, sure. Let's not ask the guards, mate. <laughs> so I take out a parchment and uh, and a quill, and I just start scribbling a note. Which uh, gate are we at? The east gate. So just meet at east gate, perhaps. No, we need to be more specific. I can't imagine anybody... Don't want anybody to question it, so keep it simple. Horn of Belmetria has been stolen. We've tracked the thief to the eastern gate. Please meet us there, sign Nixon Inferior. Very good. And I just give the note to Ivis. And Ivis is going to fly. Inferior is going to say... Ibis, take this and fly um, past the inn and toward the market, and if you see any of our companions, give it to them, and once they've read it, try to find others of our companions. Alright. And while Ibis is gone, Nyx, perhaps... There are some of our companions in the palace. Maybe we should go there. Ivis is looking in the city. Yes, you're right. If anybody is there, it'd be much simpler. And perhaps we should tell Pythor of what happened as well. Indeed. And he might know where Sam is, considering he stayed the night. As Nyx is going to go with Inferia back to the palace to see who the fuck is there. Yes. Give everyone updates. As Ivis sort of circles over, over the town, not a lot of people are outside, save for one blue and gold cloaked sandwich-eating individual who seems to be enjoying <laughs> his early morning to himself calmly. As that's really the only person Ivis would be able to spot before he it just sort of uh, flips over itself and dives down to you, Atreus, where you're sitting. And Ivis will present you with this note. <laughs> the bird comes to me. Yes. Yes. The bird with goes the to you. Don, cloak, you're worthless. Why do I use you to cover my identity when the bird can spot me anyways? <laughs> the bird's smart. Yeah, better the cloak. see you wearing that cloak. That's okay. I recognize that sandwich. <laughs> I recognize that cloak. Darn, you got me there. Exactly. It's a good sandwich, too. So the question is, mm. can it trans read? <laughs> it just has like a note in its claws or its beak or something. His beak, and he tries to hand it to you. Uh, it has opposable thumbs, not does it? He takes the it note. <laughs> <Make a miss. laughs> 
Man reads it. Huh. As he heads back inside the inn. To take okay. Shields, okay. You notice Nix's horse is also outside the inn, so if you could bring my horse, that'd be great. <laughs> no, the note didn't say okay. to. So, uh, Your horse would have been in the stable. That's fair. The note didn't say to. I don't have hitching posts. I don't know, I'm not, I didn't think that we'd be going out of town, so. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm out in the You're city. Business. Yeah, Mercury. yeah, Mercury's in the city. I so Iris is gonna. Iris is gonna. Oh, it's not in the barn. Yeah, that's right. He went out. Balls. Iris is gonna fly around looking for Mercury. As the chariot just heads up, then by himself. And in short order, you, uh, Iris finds Mercury, uh, sort of, in the middle of uh, telling. Uh, a small uh, family of that they are, you know, welcome to come to the Dragon's Tooth Inn tonight. Performance from him and the Oracle's Chosen will be there, etc., etc. The bird comes over, just... trying to interrupt me. I'm like, well, now, hold on now, hold on. I'm going to finish my story here, and then you just wait. Sit. I just <laughs> drops the note just on his head and goes bitch. and sits on a building. Three hours later. Jesus. I'll read the note. And be like, <sighs> what the hell? Well, this better be quick. I gotta do a show tonight. I was just gonna come back and snatch a note. Alright, as Mercury and Atreus are getting their things and flying to the eastern gate, Inferia and Nyx, you make your way back up the stairs uh, and are let into uh, the palace proper. You see, you can see the wide-shouldered uh, and armored uh, Pythor standing at the end of the courtyard, sort of looking down and out over uh, the city. Pythor, Lord Pythor, the horn of oh gosh, what? Vomitria. Vomira. Vomitria. The Horn of Vomitria has been stolen from the temple. We are tracking thief. However, the trail goes outside the city. We are trying to gather all of our companions to follow it. Is anyone in the palace? Yeah, as you say, it's been stolen. You can hear Pythor just quickly <laughs> spit a pink and purple cloud in front of him. Before turning around, you can see just a drop or two of wine going down his face. What? <laughs> it seems that your guards are very occupied with protecting the palace with the presence of Sidon's people. The reliquary outside was left unguarded. Uh, he just sort of stomps towards and past you. Becoming two-dimensional as I freak out with this token here. Ah, there we go. Hey, sup! Oh, no. Hey, sup! As he just mixes his way into the uh, dragon shrine. 
Uh, Lord Pythor, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. I didn't know. I, I came in this morning and it was gone. What do you mean it was gone? I, I don't know. There was just wine everywhere and you can hear Aesop just scrambling, trying to explain as Pythor just seems to be just incensed. Lord Pythor, it was not Aesop's fault. Are you to blame him for something to be stolen when it is this reliquary that is left unguarded? Your guards that were meant to watch it. It does not help us find it to debase this priest. Are any of our companions in the palace? I go to Aesop's side and put a gentle hand on his shoulder. Time is of the essence, my lord. Pythor is in the library. Pythor is in the library, says Pythor. The lie detector proved that that was a lie. I'm really struck right now, you know what I'm saying. What are we doing here again? And where would I find the library, my lord? Go to the end of the courtyard on the left. Very well. He sort of just like looks at this uh this large mural of a massive uh brass dragon fire gouting out of its mouth, uh just bathing some it looks like some massive six-armed cyclops in fire as it sort of just pulls back away from it. And he just sort of looks at it for a wistfully long time before leaving out of the dragon shrine again. And Imperia is going to run towards the library. Do 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 do. Are you alright, Aesop? I will be. He, he, Pythor is a, a good, a good person. He's. Just uh, all right. Add blasphemy to the list there. Jeez. Just frustrating sometimes. But I'll, I'll be okay. We just need to get the the horn back. We'll be working on it. We're gathering the rest of the oracles chosen. We've tracked a thief to the eastern gate. Oh, great. So we probably left the city then. No worries. We'll find him. We do need the horn after all. Just focus on cleaning up the place and don't touch any more of those strange vines. Okay, I won't touch any of the strange vines. I got it. <sighs> Sorry. Can't be helped. And Inferia, as you come into the library, uh, you just sort of hear the sound of soft, perfect pitch whistling. Just a soft little tune, much like, uh, much like a bird or something of the nature uh, as you'd see Theomos in one section of the library and you see Kyra just sort of going over uh, different 
scrolls whistling to herself and another. Oh, is that Inferia? <laughs> yes, my lady Kyra. Um, we're kind of in a bit of a rush. The, uh, well, the, the horn of, god damn, what's, what's it called again? Volmatria. Volmatria, 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 Volmatria. I'll remember this now. The horn of Volmatria was stolen from the reliquary, and Nix and I have tracked the thief to the eastern gate, but we figured we should probably gather the rest of our fellowship before we left the city in an effort to find the thief. You see her just, just sort of, of leaning back in a chair, whistling to herself, scroll outstretched in her hands, and much in the same way as Pythor, when you say that the horn of Volmetria is stolen, she just drops the scroll on the ground and stands up in a hurry. Stolen... Is it still in the city? No. Okay. So... The legendary artifact that grants visions the horn of the mighty silver dragon Bulmatria has been stolen. Okay. Yes, um, and we are tracking the thief. They left quite an obvious trail. Um poisonous vines and wine and Thamos. As Theamos, you sort of hear this quick back and forth from wherever you are in the library. What do you do? I hear speaking, but I'm not paying enough attention because I'm too busy reading. Gotcha. Do you hear your name? <laughs> What's a name? I don't know a name. <laughs> Theamos, who is I that? I don't know her. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know who, who I am she? anymore. I don't know her. I'm sorry, you said... What? Theamos, we must go. The, um, but the... Horn of Vomitria, the dragon horn we must drink from for visions, it was stolen from the reliquary, and the thief has left by the eastern gate. Nix and I figured we should get the entire, well, fellowship together before we went after him, or her, as were. Thamos just kind of puts the scroll down, just looks at the ceiling and sighs. He, he was in the middle or something, but she'll get up as, like, the table is just full of unraveled scrolls that he has no plans to put away anymore. As he will, how much did I learn after reading? For, I don't mm, know how long. You only had a couple hours. It's not even really noon yet. Uh, but you can go ahead and give me a, do, 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 a history check, essentially. Eight. Mm. Sort of looking at the first thing that sort of catches your eye, uh, famous sacrifices throughout Thylea, and they just all seem to be really grandiose and involve like these crazy creatures of legend and well, there's one thing in common, princesses or nobility or uh, but the creatures just seem to vary from things that the descriptions don't even make sense to you to massive things like something called a kraken and <laughs> some multi-headed beast with a tail of a scorpion. Just crazy things that seem 
not to be in. <laughs> it's right. to be old uh, stories from before the oath. Do we have everyone else, or are we still just... Ibis is fetching whoever's out in the city, and... Nyx and I are already aware. Nyx is out in the courtyard. Um, and I, I don't know who Ibis will find. Alright, where are we meeting? At the Eastern Gate. Well, I guess I'll go wait there. If you guys want to go look for her. When did this happen? Last night, Nyx and I came across the uh, the priest of the temple, rather upset. Figure. Okay, I'll, I'll make my way over to the inn in a bit. I need to get my armor and stuff. Not the inn, but the gate. You left your armor at the inn, you know you slept in the palace? No, I left it at the... Uh, it's in my room. I just said in okay. instead of gate. Ah. Okay. Very well. Um. If if you come if you arrive at the gate. Uh. Before Nix and I. Do. Do explain the situation to the others. The note was. Brief. I understand. I will uh, head to my room. Okay. Um. Uh, uh, go back out. Is Nyx back out in the courtyard? Is Nyx still with Aesop, or...? Oh yes, I'm still with Aesop. I'm making sure everything is alright. Okay. Got such a pretty um. face. <laughs> Nyx, one of us should go to the gate and see who Ivis has found, and therefore who is missing. Well, Ivis is, is your bird. Wouldn't it be best if it were you? Oh, well, yes, but I meant who has arrived at the gate. Um, which of, which of our fellows? Um, Ibis will return to me when he has found everyone to be found in the city. Is and Ibis. Because yeah. Ibis hasn't seen anybody else, right? Do, 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 do. No, because uh, last I checked, Sophia is working with Davos, taking down arcane notes and scripture. So, sort of... Working through the eventuality, unless there is something extremely pressing, you would all end up gathering at the Eastern Gate, save for Sophia, who seems to be noticeably missing, as it seems to be getting closer and closer now to midday proper, noon or one o'clock or so. Okay. So no one knows where Sophia went? No, I assume she was with you guys. You all stayed at the end, right? She left the end early this morning. Well, where'd she say she was going? She didn't. Well, she... (laughs) I don't know. She one of them crafty people. I mean, maybe she went looking for, like, people that know magic and such. She probably went looking for a solution to the... Well guarantee she wished for in our in our situation um 
well, we, we just don't have the time to go searching for her. I mean, we can't just leave her here. I mean, what if we need her? How about this? I believe in you guys. Go I'll go. <laughs> I'll be here. I know, I know a few of them traders and magical wares and whatnot. I can go fly out there, track her down real quick, and meet you guys out this way. I mean, can I just, like, know where you're at, or... I just like, can meet like you too. Like one of them homing pigeons. My goodness. I was sure, like a homing pigeon. <laughs> I created him so he'd be able to find me if I'm with assistance. Well, there you go, right? So he'll come with me. We'll go get, we'll go get Sophia, and then he'll just lead us right back to you. Very well. Perhaps, perhaps if uh, you take Nix's course, if Nix is right with that. You can catch up to us quicker. Yes, Wait, so you think he's looking into magic shops? Is that, well, yeah. is that Kira? Kira coming with? He's right there. <laughs> well, I mean, she always seemed to be the smart one. She always probably seeking out some kind of way to make sure we're well protected in the next few days on the full moon. It don't make sense. She wished for a guarantee that we would win you know where she monster. I don't know where she is, but there's only, well, really three permanent shops in Astoria that would have what it is she's looking for. Here, Hold this, as she just hands you her her bag full of scrolls, Mercury. Alright, I'm touching Kira's bag up my word. Oh my god. Sniff it. Get a nice smell of it. Do it, Mercury. You know you want to. Well, I mean, I wouldn't sniff it, I'd lick it. There you go. Oh my god. Jesus. And she just sort of reaches up and sort of ties uh, her hair behind her head. Wait, wait, wait. You gonna do the thing? You gonna do the thing? <sighs> the Horn of Pometria needs to be found. And, well. And she just sort of looks at you. Oh, Watch this now. And before you can blink, she just seems to be gone. Dust coming up from oh! behind her. And she just sprints back into the town. Just a golden black blur moving through the streets between one, two. Davos! Uh, what is it, Miss Poet? I am looking for Sophia Akromatokos. Have you seen her? Uh, she is in the back. Yeah, so, because Kyra or Kira just makes her way into Davos's shop past all of his wares. Sophia! Yes. There's bits and bits of an emergency. <laughs> um, the horn of Bometria has been stolen. You know, the horn from the prophecy, yeah. the Grand Visions. What are you doing? Copying spells for our sacrifice. I'm assuming it's being pursued. Well, everyone else is gathered at the Eastern Gate. Um, that's as far as they've tracked it. 
I, I don't know where it's gone after that. Good luck to these people, then. What do you need from me? You mean the rest of our people? Yes. Don't you? You, your people are the ones that found out that it happened and found the tracks and have kind of gathered at the East Gate from all around the city and seem to be interested in figuring out what happened and then she just sort of goes into a, a lengthy and speedy tirade of the events up to this point. She first had my eyes closed while she and finishes it. Sort of, a sort of a, a deeper version of a, of a, you know, Persephone quip of infinite <laughs> statements. So, but, uh, my, my mouth can't actually do that. I'd bite my tongue. Give me the script. I'll just close Divus's uh, spell book. And it makes sense why the world is ending then. Very well. What? Damn! Get up and pack my shit together and start heading out of the, uh, the sh- I'm gonna- I'm gonna write a little note. Uh... And like try to find like a kid or something or someone that can go take it to the innkeeper because i don't i don't i don't think i'm gonna get back in time <sighs> it's gonna be pissed i do believe the horn of bometria is I, just, I ain't saying this out loud i'm writing a note and giving it to a kid Are there any kids around here any guards anyone walking in town uh, there are definitely there's like a guard or two, some merchants coming into town. Uh, you don't really see any kids up this way though, no. Right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna find a merchant that's going into town. Yep. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, all right, hey, uh, can you drop this off at the Dragon Tooth Inn to the to the innkeeper, the owner? Uh, I, I'll give you a drop me to do it. Uh, yeah, sure. For a drop me, sure. Right. Make sure you do that before you go there to the Agora. Yeah, it's on the way. I got. It. I can take care of it. No problem. Wonderful. Much obliged. I will say the DM found out I can't sing and doesn't want me to do a song today. So, there you know. That's not at all what happened. <laughs> Who found out? <laughs> So as you all gather up at the east gate note sent back out you can see the last you looked next the trail of footprints and wine just seems to go on as far as you can see from this gate and just continues on for a while what do you all want to do so what we're looking at possibly three satyrs use of magic They've conjured a vine that tried to, uh, intoxicate Inferia. That where they had seeds they were given from someone else. God, just remind me, where are the centaurs at again? Centaurs are up north. In the opposite okay. direction, more or less. Opposite direction of east is west. <laughs> yeah, I know, but this is, this is like the north, it's like the east gate, but it's like the northeast gate, you know what I mean? All right, I pick up we sit down. Well, them dang satyrs, I'll tell you what, they're pretty mischievous, but they're usually pretty good folk. Well, they appear to be rather intoxicated. 
the path yeah. is, after all, covered in wine. Would you, you said there's something with the vines, too? Yes, they conjure these sort of winding vines. Right. Where if you touch them, they seem to attach onto you. I had to practically rip one off of Inferia earlier. They you well, they use you as a host to power their growth. When I managed to get it off, it died. So, do we just not touch it, or do we kill and make sure no one else touches them? Kill it. Kill to make sure no one else touches it. Are you fine with me burning it or freezing it or whatnot? That is what must happen. That is what must happen. Uh, I've I've severed one, as long as it's not attached to another living creature. That seems to do the trick. And I've used my magic to rip the life out of another. Alright. I suppose we better get going. Yes. Are we walking or commissioning horses? I mean, uh, he's got real short legs. Walking would be best for tracking. If we use our horses, we could miss the trail miss the going too fast. Indeed. I will lead the way. On the road again? <laughs> oh, that's our song! Look at that, Nikki is already on the jump. <laughs> We're ready to get on. I can't wait to get on. I'm missing off. <laughs> I'm missing off. Yeah, continuing on a little bit from the east gate, the trail you're following is evident and easy to see, and it takes a sharp southern turn after about 500 feet or so east from this uh, road, and just seems to go across the wilderness over open grass and flatlands, and you can see, just following it, you can see on the horizon... This is going to lead you away from Astoria entirely if you keep following it. It seems to lead down south into the old woods. Oh, things man. can get quite hairy. It's been really maybe about 30, 45 minutes or so uh, outside of town when you sort of realize this isn't going to be as simple as you hoped. Well, I hope everyone is prepared to put up a fight today. Hell yeah! As you're looking at perhaps a multi-day journey, what do you do? How the little bastards run so damn fast? Well, we have... Ten days. We have ten days. Ten days? days. Are you sure that that Vaughn didn't have some kind of effect on her? I didn't say it didn't have an effect on her. It certainly did have an I mean, effect on her. She's talking real funny like. Yes, Pretty I am aware. Are you right over there? Did that fix him? <laughs> Is you it get... better now? Yeah. yeah, for now. Okay, good. Well, well shit, I mean... The weather here is awful, so it's probably I see, why I see. it keeps 
I mean, what are we going to do here, folks? we got a choice. We either go after this horn, but we only got five days before we got to turn around. Right? And that means we ain't got no time to prep or nothing for that day of rock. Unless we're fine with, well, I mean, we ain't going to let your sister die. That just don't make no damn sense. Depends on what is more important retrieving the horn is. If we do not return in time, they have an alternative. So I just say they must. Not even an acceptable alternative. No, but I mean that horn is one of the three things we gotta do in order to save the world. I mean, Pyra, who else would want to get use out of that horn in the old woods? Those druids. In the old woods. Mm. That would have satyrs. Are you sure it was satyrs? Well, no. they were small and hooved and small somehow related hooves. somehow related to wine and nature, and so I just assumed it was satyrs. Mm. Only one stole the horn and then it met up with two others before it left the gate. Seems like they stole it with purpose. Uh, maybe there's someone in the old woods that would want it. Someone who needs visions or... I'm not entirely sure. A lot of the... Well, a lot of the more famous... Practicers of the old faith, the ones that would... Endanger the settlers, they're not really around anymore. But things are changing, with the Oath of Peace coming to an end, maybe... Maybe someone's grown more brazen? Sorry, if that's correct. Her name's I am pretty quick, yes, but... Not as quick as I used to be over long distances. Well, without... Tiring myself out, why? I was wondering if you could run off a bit ahead see how far I guess not necessarily how far you could go but how far how you could far see the show you? going safely for yourself and if it's incredibly far we, we need to make a terrible decision but if it's not too terribly far we can still go and then possibly come back. I understand it might take a couple of days, but maybe not too many days. Have you all heard Sidon's demands? I did not no. hear Commander Gaius. I know he's a bit of a blowhard. I'm sure it'll be a whole scene. Uh, no, we didn't confirm Sidon's commands. This is... This is... Okay, um... Well, just lay it out for us. Tell us what we need to do, Kyra. Kira. Shit, you know I'm doing it. Fuck. Her name is just Kyra Kira now. Kyra Kira! Kyra Kira. What are we doing now? She answers to both. Yeah. Well... 
I mean, someone that's devout to her, but a goddamn know her name. That's, I'll give you that. That's fair. Look at, that, look, at that, look at that. Look at that little wagon. Look at that. Somewhere off in the old woods. Um, uh, I mean, we're not really sure where the horn went besides south, and there's nowhere. I mean, thankfully they didn't go north, so we know that they're going to be in the old woods. We don't know what it is Sidon's going to demand. I could go ahead, since I will be safe, and see how far they've traveled, but maybe you will stay in Astoria? At least until I get back. Alright, so we'll stay here. You go as far as you feel comfortable. If you determine that it's still going to be a couple of days, I turn to the rest of the group. If Sidon says... Sorry. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say that I believe that if we were back by the eighth day, that would be sufficient. What were you up to, Sophia? I figured you'd probably do something magical. You're searching spells that won't give it out of the far predicament when we unlashed you the rock. Although I was not able to complete my work, I need an entire day to do so once we return. Or before we set out, as it seems. Oh, perfect. So, we again, we'll stay for the day. You can finish what you're doing. Tyra, you'll go as far as you can. Give us information. We will wait for whatever Gaius says for us to do. If he says we must be here for the sacrifice, then we'll have to wait. But if he says that we can either be for the sacrifice or someone left. Who left? Was Peter. Peter said he had a bounce at eight. It's 735. <laughs> Leave them be. Alright, well, uh, like. Right, you said if we gotta stay here. Alright, if we, uh, if Sidon determines that it must be us, then it must be us. If, if we can, if it can either be us or my sister, and we need to get the, the horn, then my sister will die. Sorry, Theamos. Don't be. I don't know her. Oh, you, don't, you, don't, you don't know your own kin? Up until I got to this town, it was just me and my mother. Wait, but you know who your daddy was. I know who he was, but again, he was absent most of my life. But the oracle said you would be able to unite your family. <sighs> when she told me that, I assumed that that just meant my, me and my mother. I'm not heartless. I don't intend to just let her die for nothing, but 
the prophecy comes first. If it's her life or the world, it's hers. Well, there's no use discussing what ifs now. We we should go back to Astoria where Kira determines how long the journey would take. If if she returns and says it would be more than the allotted time, that is when we must make the decision. If you find any other clues, information you can gather on your travels, do bring it back to us. Maybe we have more time than we're assuming when it comes to this horn. I'll see what I can find. I cannot afford to miss anything you all get up to, though, as you can feel just a bit of not so much weight on your shoulders as, like, warmth, as though you're sort of stepping into a warm house on a winter's day. You can see just the soft glow along her skin just begin to emanate as, rather than feeling oppressed, rather than feeling forced down to your knees, Kyra calls on a bit of her, Kira calls on a bit of her, like I said, she takes both. That's why I do it too. Uh, it's Kyra, Kira. Yeah. Kira. Her name. We're just going to call her Kiki. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Nope. calls on a bit of her divinity and you can't help but just feel better in a really nebulous sort of way and you can hear just the soft tweet of something behind your ear mercury as you look to your shoulder and you just see a small little canary yellow in color with a bit of plumage off the top of its head sitting on your shoulder I heard that you were going to be singing tonight. Well, yeah, and but I, mean, I ain't going to sing if you ain't there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing about Amuse, Mercury. She sort of winks at you. I'm always with you. You hear the tweet of the canary next to you as she just seems to disappear in a flash down south towards the old woods. Right. As we're like, in, in, you know, like, just engulfed with her warmness and her power, if anyone's looking, right, you're gonna see on Mercury several of the feathers on his wings change from this dark blue to this just piercing gold metallic brightness. <sighs> Well, your shit, look at that. Tweet, tweet. Sort of bounces up and down in place on your shoulder, sort of throwing out its tiny little yellow wings, a lot like your own. As Mercury, you are from a place that reveres music and reveres the goddess of music quite heavily, and you would know the canaries of Kyra place or a way for her to hear and see in multiple places so long as she leaves them to keep an eye out for her. She wouldn't miss your performance for the world. Oh, Alright, well, what am I going to call you? Hmm. Kiki. Kiki. 
It has been spoken into existence, and so it has been named All right, Kiki well, the Canary. Come on, Kiki. It sort of bounces up and down on your shoulder excitedly. Yeah. You're going to see like a little bit of a tear just come down Mercury's eyes. Man, I, I remember when. I remember when the whole damn village was filled with these things. Shame. This is going to turn back and start heading back into Astoria. Go ahead. Go ahead, mark a uh, a training blip for yourself as well, John. That little comment there. Oh, look at that right there. Boom. As Kyra goes south to figure out just how far these thieves have gotten, and you all double back into town, Sophia, I'm sure, cannot help but feel a bit flummoxed, having to leave what it was she was working at, only to turn back around. <laughs> but such is Name life. anything else. Your wonderful company? I heard you were researching in the library. Have you found anything? Not much. Most of the stories that I came across were vague and them both, but I only got a couple hours of reading, so I'm probably just going to go back. I'll join you. I'll most likely find myself in the library tomorrow as well, after I'm done with what I'm working on. I'll return to the end late tonight, though. I mean, if you want, you can sit in the palace. Hint, hint, you know. Is it free? Is if you stay in my room. Very well. Oh my. <laughs> I'm so confused. Um, oh, poor yeah. Inferia. Mm -hmm. Then I'll return to the palace later today. As I head off back to what's his faces. Yeah, as you all are heading back into the city, uh, about 45 minute walk back in from where you guys sort of ended up at the end of that trail, um, we are going to take just a quick break and we'll be right back with what happens next as the Oracle's chosen return to Astoria after a short little jaunt into the city limits down south. Sorry, your sister might have. Alright, thanks for hanging in there. We are back with more Heroes of Thylea. As the Oracles chosen make their way back into Astoria to the East Gate. I'm going to join Theomos in the library. You all are making your way back into the city, getting just past like the main uh, guard tower here. You can hear uh, something sort of echoing through 
off the stone. Like, like, what does it sound like? <laughs> That's it. We just hear something. I hear a commotion. Is it like a commotion, or is it like someone talking, or is it like? Do you have the music you? up in roll twenty? Oh no, I don't. Sorry. So I was afraid of it. Oh yeah, that sounds like show soldiers marching. Are they saying ligma over no. and over again? <laughs> As you see and hear a large group of soldiers marching their way down from the palace, each of them with bright blue cloaks on their backs and a black and red lightning bolt across the back of them as they're making their way into this central area here in front of you all two to a side, spears and shields at the ready, arms and armor on their person as they seem to file out into this sort of defined block. Right, we know that Sidon's troops, right? Yeah, you know, you recognize the symbol of Sidon immediately. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast Minor Illusion right in front of him, a big old pile of horse shit. <laughs> yeah, as, the, as you spring this big old pile of horse shit right in front of, like, the, the lead troops. Yeah. You can see them sort of hesitate for a moment, sending and causing the person behind them to step into them and the person behind them to step into them as they sort of look over to you with a, you can see through their helmets, just an anger, uh, an angry face, a look of derision as they sort of move around your illusion and f- go into formation. Uh, and you can see coming down the stairs now, Commander Gaius with what looks like a large bronze scroll case in his hands. I cast a message directed at Sophia. You might want to linger. This seems to be the announcement. The overzealous Gaius, as Kira mentioned. Understood. I just sort of step off to the side to be somewhat uh, out of the way of everything. Hang around and listen to what's going on. As they all seem to come to a stop, you can see maybe about 20 or so men with Commander Gaius stepping now in front of them. And as he comes to the head, they all just seem to snap to attention with bringing up their swords or another swords, their spears up to point towards the sky. (sighs) Excellent. You're still in the city. You haven't run away. Nix, you'd better hear him sort of muttering that under his breath to himself as he sort of uncorks the the bronze scroll from his hand. You can see all the people around who are doing some minor shopping and the like in this sort of secondary market, market square area, just come to a halt. All of them stopping what they're doing, watching the troops of Sidon as he sort of opens this case out and pulls out this long scroll. You can see the paper is bright white, very... High quality. Seems we're going to have our answer. Then gonna also step back and stand beside Sophia. I have received word from Sidon. The sacrifice upon the rock of Esther for the night of Thanato the sixteenth. The oracles chosen have offered themselves as a replacement for Sidon's initial demand. The one above all is a generous one. 
Well, he will accept your offer. But the conditions for the sacrifice will need to change as well. For the Oracle's chosen, Sidon will accept a sacrifice by combat. The Oracle's chosen will be allowed to struggle futilely against his might, but only with the arms and armor they were in possession of when they entered Astoria. They must not receive any additional aid in preparation beyond what they can muster by their own hand. They must face their doom on their own. Any discovered substitution or trickery will not pass. They will not be chained to the rock, but instead shackled to one another in pairs, and those shackles run through the rod that juts from the rock. Sidon's servants will consume them, and Lutheria's servants will watch over them. If Sidon's servants die, the sacrifice is considered fulfilled. <laughs> if these terms are violated, Honora and Astoria are forfeit. If the oracles chosen are faint of heart, Sidon will claim Honora in their stead with the original terms. This is the one above all's decree. What say you? <laughs> Does anyone look like they're going to disagree? As Nyx looks about the rest of the oracles chosen and no. then stops at Sophia. Yeah, I'm going to look over at Sophia. I don't have any say in this. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> You're the one that objects to everything. <laughs> to see if well, you would decide to have a say. Sounds like we got yourself a deal. We accept Sidon's terms. Good. So it is sealed. As you can see him put the uh, the case back into, uh, or the scroll back into that bronze case and close it up, sort of sticking it on his hip. As you can see the, the men behind him sort of turn uh, right face and position themselves to march back up the stairs as Commander Gaius sort of takes a few steps towards the group of you. As people seem to sort of look amongst themselves, you can hear quite clearly people seem to be quite not necessarily relieved but excited at the prospect of well the city's not going to be burned then it's not going to be burned to the ground we're not going to lose honora as people as the rumor mill immediately starts with the oracles chosen rising to the occasion now the expectations of the city will be quickly upon your shoulders but commander Gaius oh. comes up to you nix <sighs> Your passive insight, just looking at his face, you can see disdain, but also he looks at you like with a look of pity. Uh-oh. Word for you, for I am not without mercy either. Your quest is folly. You stand on pillars of sand. But Sidon watches from on high, stone unbreakable. Even if you aren't ground down and turned to dust in the wind here, you will not succeed. 
Do not be swayed by the foolishness of that girl's visions, or the saccharine songs of that so-called goddess. The best music is the rumble and crack of his thunder. It is a shame you will only hear it once. He turns away from you, moving up behind the rest of his marching soldiers as they head back up towards the palace. Man, he's gonna be real disappointed when we stop Sidon's creature. <laughs> Indeed. Sophia, I hope this is okay. Go on. Just as put a wrench in your plan, Sophia. Then part. If what they've decreed is true, well, we've already broken it. We'll just have in to hope way? they'll be more liberal in their translation of it all. In our being aided by others. I mean, he just said we couldn't use any of that in the fight. Indeed. I don't think getting a room at an end is going to make a difference in a fight. No, but if I remember correctly, you received funds from Pythor for whatever you were doing. Indeed. And we seek mm -hmm. knowledge given by others. If they are strict, then... We would have to be like newborn babes and enter the city. But all we can do is hope that they are that the preparations we do here do not count. My understand day. my understanding is that the only things we are not allowed to bring with us are tangible assistance. New weapons, Indeed. armor, new magic. But knowledge knowledge is different. Yes, I believe this library is free for anyone and everyone, not directly influenced by Pythor or I mean, Kira. In all honesty, though, you had the right to it even before you came in here. That library is every bit as yours as it is your sister's and your pa's. So I guess it begs the question, God, will we get in trouble if <laughs> Sophia uses any of the spells that she bought with Pythor's money? Is that the insinuation? So, with things like that, it is the word of the decree that is the most important component. So, the holes that are left... Yeah, I do. I can give it to you. Give me a second. Yes, give us the words. So that is, num, num, those, num, num. those are the classic please. Greek loopholes that are left for you. Yes. So whatever, whatever holes you find in what Sidon decreed, you can exploit. Sacrifice by combat. That is the important part. Sacrifice by combat. I mean, we will be chained to each other. It only says arms and armor. Yep, so your spells are good. Beyond what they can muster by their own hand. I mean, technically, Sophia... You write in the spells, that's your own hand. 
Yeah. I mean, technically, we we have to lose because it says we have to struggle futilely. <laughs> we we can't way. be successful in our struggle. <laughs> you know what I fucking mean. So any advantage we get, we must make on our own, which means we cannot buy weapons or armor or scroll, but we can make them ourselves. Well, arms and armor, I do believe they meant, he meant any, we cannot even make any new, because it says, but only with the arms and armor they were in possession of when they entered Astoria. And then it goes on well, to talk about preparation and our own hand. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm not much of a lawyer or thinker, right? But it says arms and honor when they entered Astoria. I mean, couldn't we just walk out of Astoria, get a whole bunch of shit, and walk back in? Because then we would literally have to <laughs> walk back into Astoria. Yeah. Doesn't say what time we entered Astoria. <laughs> Is there yeah, any more shit? If Kyra comes back and determines that we have plenty of time to leave, deal with the horn, and come back, then whatever we find out there might be useful for this. Indeed. And it would still be what we are in possession in when we enter Astoria. Indeed. If it clarified if it Sophia... the first time, be different. And if Sophia finishes her quest to learn these new spells before we go after the horn. We won't even have to worry about whether it was technical about the arms and armor or whether her aid was technically or whether she was aided or not. Because it will be spells she knows when she enters Astoria. How far do we go to tempt that thing? As far as necessary. Very well. And I will continue everything I can to prepare for this fight. And we will leave and re-enter before the sacrifice. Just don't ask for more money from them. Just for now. Very well. Yes, perhaps we ought to be minimal as far as aid or new arms and armor. We shouldn't go farther than is necessary. We do not want to be seen as blatantly taunting the terms of the contract. Well, what does then? Uh, Nixie will be accompanying me to the library? Yes, I will. Anyone else? Not today. I do not think so. I think I will try to find the dwarven blacksmith and ask him what he might know of old sacrifices. Very well. Uh, if there's nothing else, I'm going to head off. I'm going to follow Theamos. You can get rid of the... Yep. <clears throat> yeah, so looking for the old so dwarven blacksmith. Disappear in a blur. 
That'll be nine. Number nine. Don't Trace is going to go back to the inn, so I've decided Nix will join you in the library. Okay. Now you're sort of making your way through the city. People seem to be, like, just gawking and staring and pointing more than they were uh yesterday especially you uh mercury sort of making a name for yourself going around uh town earlier in the morning it seems to be a pretty big hubbub that the oracle's chosen volunteered the sacrifice themselves face a, a sacrifice by combat against sidon Inferia, you come up to this place and see it now back in the center of town, a large building with thick fortified stone walls and a shingle roof on top. You see a sign hanging from the building's heavy bronze banded doors. You can see Vulcan's Hall. Is the door open or is it closed? It is closed. Does it look like the kind of door that you open and go in, or does it look like the kind of door you never go in? <laughs> it looks like the kind of door you open and go in. Okay, then I will open the door and go in. Yeah, as you open the door, you can just immediately feel just, just this feeling of warmth uh, emanate oh, out no. from within, and you are greeted by the warm glow of embers and blasts of hot air. You don't see any open flame, but you can see furnaces and... Uh, crucibles hot uh red orange almost white with heat i am highly uncomfortable you see um, but sometimes it's worth the discomfort <laughs> <laughs> you can see the this whole area seems to be decorated with a variety of bronze armors and weapons and a lot of farming equipment as well you see a weathered-looking dwarf at an anvil, hammering away at something near a blistering forge at the back of the hall. As he reaches up to sort of wipe sweat away from his brow, and looking over towards the door, you can see just this long, uh, flowing gray, uh, gray and black beard as he looks up towards you. Yeah, give me a second. Let me show you who it is you see. Yeah. See a single monocle in his <laughs> eye as he looks over at you. Uh, come in, come in. What is it you need? Thank you, Sir Blacksmith. Um, well, I come for information, I guess. Information? Uh, there's work to be done. What information do you need from Vulcan? information about previous sacrifices at the Rock of Estor. I am one of the oracles chosen and we have been well, we have decided to face a sacrifice by combat in place of the princess and so are researching other uh, 
Well, trying to find past past monsters that have come to sacrifice in order to prepare ourselves for the combat. And seeing as you are a maker of fine weapons and a blacksmith, I figured you might be the most reliable source of information. Come stand in for a sacrifice. He just looks back at his work, continues hammering away, flipping the metal over on this long sword he's working on. So you're going to be the ones to save my granddaughter, huh? Fine. The sacrifices. And sort of just looks over to his right. I follow his gaze. <laughs> Is there anything over there? <laughs> no, he just seems to be looking off into the distance. Okay. Uh, you already know what it is you're going to fight. No, Sidon did not deign to tell us. Uh, uh, I could give you a sword or a spear that would be better to protect you, but I do not know what would be most effective. Uh. Be that as it may, Sidon decreed that we would only face the creature with what arms and armor we entered Astoria with. My companions and I were thinking that if we must, we could always, well, leave Astoria and come back in. He never, he never specified it had to be the first time we entered Astoria, but I would prefer not to test that if I didn't have to. You sort of say that, he sort of looks at you and squints. You can see the the monocle on his eye just sort of spark up with like a bit of life, a little symbol on it, blue in color. Uh, as he sort of reaches down, pulls the hot sword off his anvil and tosses it into a, a vat of oil, sending up steam. <laughs> well then, I don't know what you came to see the God of the Forgers for then. I can't be of too much help for you if you can't use any arms and army that I make for you. I don't know a whole lot about monsters besides how to kill them. If you're looking for someone to help you with books, you should speak to my daughter, Valis. Is my lady Valis in Astoria? Uh, he sort of looks at you and says something, but this sort of catches himself. Uh, no, she's... She's in Mitros. That's right. Um, I see. She's queen there, is she not? Yes, yes, married to King Acastus, that's right. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is he's going to be throwing at you for you to have to fight. Um, and he sort of just moves over to another block of metal, stepping strong and sure of himself before pulling it over to the forge. Um, 
Have you already spoken with my son, with, with Pythor? Indeed, we spoke with him when we entered the city. His, his son, Thamos, is one of the members of our party. I must admit, our conversation was interrupted by this discovery. I see. Well... We have have not asked him about past sacrifices, though, which, now that I think about it, was foolish of us. He would know. We are worried, however, that the more we involve him, the more likely it is to be seen as his interference. Yes, the gods can't interfere, and, well, it sounds like I can't even give you any arms or anything to protect yourself with for this either. Well, maybe, perhaps, it, my companions and I are, are, fairly convinced the wording of the decree wouldn't wouldn't allow us to find the loophole of gaining arms and armor leaving Astoria and then returning to the city I am just hesitant I, I do not know much about decrees and gods and titans It is good to be wary. These things can be... uh, What's the word? Uh, Befuddling. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Tricky. You need to be sure whatever it is you're going to do, it's worth it. Every bend you put in a bit of metal as he just raises up this block of looks like steel or iron and just puts his hand on the other side of it and just sort of bends the entire bar of metal in front of you putting it at basically a 90 degree angle every bend you put in this is going to make it weaker make it more likely that well if you're trying to sneak something by siding I'm sure I'm sure Lutheria is behind him as well. It is her you need to watch out for. He will be blinded by his own anger and rage. But she is always watching. Always looking for any mistakes. Yes. He sort of looks back at the metal bar. Damn it! And just sort of bends it back into place. (sighs) For putting it into the forge. Now, um, oh, pretty lady, what what else? What can I do for you? What do you need? You're cutting out. I had trouble hearing. Oh, he's, he sort of looks back at the bar, sees that it's bent, and sort of looks surprised, bends it back into place, and puts it into the forge. And then, looking back at you, he just says. Oh, pretty lady, what what do you need? What can I do for you? 
as he seems to almost sort of forget you. Hello? Oh no! I don't. It's broken entirely. Um, no. Can you hear us? Um, kind of. Here, let me disconnect and reconnect. It's like the olden days. Yeah. The olden days. Snowed. Snowed all over the Wi-Fi dish satellite thing. That's all they have out here. Got you. So it cuts in and out. But is that better? Okay, cool. So he forgets about me. Yeah, he just seems to sort of look surprised that, that the metal's bent, bends it back into place, and throws it into the forge before looking at you and just seeming to not remember who you are. Well, my lord Vulcan, I am not sure if you can aid me. I came here looking for aid, realizing I was not knowing what questions to ask. Perhaps all you can do to help me is give me permission to return when I know better what I'm asking. Ah, of course. Though, my daughter Valis is a lot better at answering questions than I am. Perhaps you should ask her. Indeed, I will consider it. Thank you, my lord, and have a pleasant day. Of course. (laughs) As he sort of sees you sort of make your departure, do you have any of your weapons on you? I do. I have all my weapons on me. And I carry them very visibly, considering I am not very heavily clothed. Miss, hold a moment. He sort of steps towards you, uh, short in stature, wide and strongly built. He sort of looks yes, down. Sir. Let me see that there. I'm sort of reaching towards your uh, chakrams. Of course. And I take it off and hand it to him. <laughs> well made. I have not had a chance. Well, I haven't seen the Amazons in a very long time. Hmm. We must have traveled very far to get here. I did indeed. The Amazons are not what they once were. Really? Yes. Uh. Our noble culture suffers under the ebb of the Oath of Peace. I see. <sighs> well... If you, uh, he sort of seems to pause, hesitate for a moment, not really sure of what it was he uh, wanted to to say there for a moment, just seeming to sort of get caught. Uh, the words seem to get caught in his throat as he sort of coughs <coughs> and gives you back the uh, the chakram. Are you well, my lord? Yes, yes, um, it's, it is, it is not a problem. Um, if you have time, uh, well, let Queen Selina know that old Vulcan misses her dearly. I 
Well. <laughs> then I guess I'd leave, but hesitantly. <laughs> Awkwardly shuffles out of the door. Yeah, like, this man needs help, but I don't know what to do. What? <laughs> See, like that Homer I'll Simpson gift where you, where you slowly fade into the bushes. <laughs> Take him up behind the barn. Indeed. As Themos and Nyx, with the decree of Sidon reaching all of you and you all heading back to the library. What exactly is it are you looking for now as you may have a bit more specificity? Well, I'm asking CMS what it is that he's already researched. What he's already found. I had just started going through whatever I could find about past sacrifices, but again, I only had like an hour or two before he got pulled away, so I was probably just gonna go back to doing that. I'll see about focusing on uh, a little bit of that, and maybe a little bit about the the missing horn as well. And see if anything comes across my eye. Cause, uh, I am going to also, when we get to the library, I'm gonna start by going into a prophetic trance. To see if I can get any guidance from Valis. On what it is I should be looking for. Gotcha. Hmm. So there's my trance. Took my secret rolls. And that only lasts for uh, 10 minutes. So I am going to spend... Uh, ten minutes going over the scrolls, the dates, and since I am so long-lived, trying to see if anything specific would pop up in my mind, an event that maybe I had heard of along my travels to help guide me to which scroll archive I should be looking at. Hmm. Certainly see if you can get lucky, as uh, I would need... Give me a int check. The straight int? Or a history check, rather. Mm. 15. Sort of just going through this library, there are records for quite a long time. And as you're sort of flipping through various scrolls sort of on your own, not really sure, like everything seems to be shorted by year and uh, like decade, century and decade. But there seems to be some sort of organizational system here, but you're not really sure what. But you do find a scroll that has a bit of information on sacrifices. Um specifically ritualistic sacrifices though it seems to be unfortunately a bit different from what it is you're looking for you're dealing with a sacrifice by combat and this is much more 
profane. Actually, that's a good point. But I know of any previous sacrifices by combats that mm. might have occurred over the years that I can look into. One of the most famous has to do with the, well, basically a hero from Aresia, someone whose name has sort of been lost to history, but his title has not, is known as the Arcadian. And he faced off against a massive serpent in single combat. before the gates of, uh, before the walls of Aresia. Walls deemed nigh impenetrable, but this snake made of, well, metal was liable to be the first thing to break through its walls. And he challenged it to single combat and won, but died in the process. I go searching for that story. All right. As you go looking for that search, for that story in Theomos, you're sort of pouring over various scrolls. It is becoming apparent to you, Theomos, as you look at the pile before you, putting one down. You really hope to get results. You either need to understand how all these scrolls are put together terms of like where they are in the library or you need help and time is that office still occupied it is still empty and looking in that office you can see there's like some furniture in here but there is noticeably some missing. It looks like something sort of dragged out of this place and taken somewhere else, you're not sure, but these things are, it's like a half furnished office. I'll grab a nearby attendant and it's been like, who, who organizes this library? Oh. That would be Princess Honora. She's, well, between you and me, she's the one that's been running all of Astoria for quite some time now. Fine, I'll go talk to my fucking sister. You want some company with that, Theomos, or would you prefer to go alone? I'm still like, pulling out scrolls. Go alone. You keep looking up about the corn. I'll be back in a bit. I will go down to where the cells are. See if I can find my sister. Yeah, making your way through the palace uh, down beneath, descending down beneath it to the dungeons you pass an assortment of more guards and attendants going uh, about their duties before you reach the dungeons proper and you can see standing before that door at the bottom of these stairs you see two guards standing by the entrance door 
What business do you have down here? One of them says, you can see she's actually a, a, a woman, another, the other one being a man. I need to speak to Anora. We didn't receive any notice or order for someone to see the princess, especially a random Mystheos. Have you been under this dungeon for the past, like, two days? We do take shifts down here. Why? I play a mouse. Pythor's other child. Who will be taking over the sacrifice along with the rest of the Oracle's Chosen. And I need to speak to my sister. You can see the guy to her left just sort of send out uh, his elbow at her, at her into her side and just sort of lean down to her helmet, whispering something in her ear. Ah, I didn't realize. Sorry, I, I guess I should have recognized you with the hair. Um, here, just follow me. As she opens up the door, uh, allowing you to pass past her. Or past uh, the other guard at the door. <clears throat> you can see torches burning soot patterns onto stone beneath this place. And you can see more and more hallways and cells around them. And a central hub of sorts, a sort of circle space in front of you with a few more guards standing nearby. <sighs> it's this way. And she just leans past. Egan, I need you to join Beamus at the entrance. You see one of the guards running up from the, uh, from the central hub to go up past you. As she leads you towards the central hub. And then from there to the northwest corner of this whole sort of dungeon. You can see what looks like three normal cells have been sort of torn down. You can see the, the remains of what looks like a bit of foundation on the ground between these walls that have been pulled down and rebuilt into a much larger one. You can see a large, comfy bed, desk, and scrolls all over the place. Lanterns and candles burning, lighting everything quite clearly. And you see a woman sitting at that desk, looking to a scroll and then scratching down some notes on another. Long, very long, shiny white hair descending down to the stone floor that's covered in warm-looking furs. If anything, this comfortable room is only able to be called a cell due to the large, thick iron bars wrapping around the outside of it. Princess Honora, you, you have a visitor. I will wait nearby if you need me. And without really turning away from her scroll, Quill still scratching away. Uh, thank you, Jace. Please do. How is... How is Matteo doing? Ah... Oh. Quite well, your highness. That poultice worked perfectly. Thank you for your graciousness. Of course. Jace just seems to step away about 15 feet or so after giving Anora a quick salute. 
and there is just silence now. Whoopsie, wrong map. It's yeah, one more <laughs> down. I'm so tiny. How small are you? I fit like so many beds on here. <laughs> As you're sort of just outside looking in. Eh. There you go. There's just this silence between the two of you. Just this, the sound of uh, torches burning off to your left and right further down the hall. So did you need something or are you just here to gawk? You hear the quill still scratching away at a scroll. I need to understand how you organize your library. My library, why? Due to a change of plans, I and the rest of the oracles chosen are going to be taking your place as the sacrifices. So we will be doing sacrifice through combat. So I need to understand what sort of creature Sidon will be sending. And I can't make out what your notes say in the library because I don't know how you run it. You can hear the quill stop and she sets it down on the desk. You're taking my place. And you need my help with the library. I understand, though I did not expect this change. You see her just sort of move a hand to her face. There's white hair just sort of sweeping up from the stone and she sort of stands. You can see she's wearing this long white uh, toga with black and red accents along with bronze and gold adornment. She looks very much like a princess and a lot like yourself in a lot of ways as she turns to look at you through the cell doors you see her stand to her full height as she looks at you oh jesus <laughs> Put that right over top of her. She sort of looks at you up and down. Well, then, if you're going to take my place, it would be best if I could aid you in person, then. Have you spoken to Pythor about this? Yeah, the old drunk already knows what's happening. He really does need to stop drinking so much. Though you should watch your tongue. You do not want to catch his ire. What did he do? Kill his own son? 
And she just sort of squints at you. What do you mean kill his own? Hi, I'm Thanos. Nice to meet you. Um, you're how old are you? are you? Am I the older brother or is she the older sister? Are we twins? You are twins. Oh. Oh. And she seems to match you in height looking at you eye to eye now at the cell door. God, Yamos. No, Pythor... Pythor told me what happened. You... You were taken by Hexia. No, our mother was taken by Hexia. I was adopted by soldiers. Do we have to go through this again? I, no, I, there's so much I... You didn't fight father, did you? Sadly, no. He, it's too pathetic to do so right. You see her sort of just like kind of grab a hold of the the bars and just sort of look down because she knows you can see just from the way she's reacting. She knows what you're saying is true, but it doesn't make it any easier for her. He's depressed and angry and it has made him a terrible ruler, especially once he could not find you, Theamos. So I've heard, you know. I have been running Astoria since I was 14. But with Sidon's demands, but now you... Wait, you said you're part of the Oracle's Chosen. So that means... This is really all too much. <sighs> all right. This cannot stand. This needs to change. Jace! Yes, your highness. Jace, I order you to release me from this cell. I need to aid my brother. Your, your lady, I cannot... I will handle father. If Theamos is going to fight on my behalf, I cannot stay in the cell doing paperwork. Yes, your highness. As Jace comes over and releases your sister from this cell, quote unquote. I have so many questions for you, Theamos, but I know there are more pressing matters. I'll just go back to the library. I'm sure there is much that we need to go over. Yes, I'll introduce you to Nyx. You might like her. Nyx? 
Really? That's an interesting name. As the two of you head back up to the library, Princess Honora can aid you. She seems to know quite handedly, since she sorted most of the stuff herself, where everything is, and will basically be able to aid you in looking for whatever information it is you're looking for. As she comes in, and I presume this is Nyx. Yes, Nyx, this is Anora. Anora, this is Nyx. It's a pleasure to meet you, princess. <sighs> As I understand it, you are also part of the Oracle's Chosen, those who are staking themselves in my place, so really the pleasure is mine. Um... And I understand you are trying to, and she sort of looks at the scattered scrolls throughout the library, trying to do research, though this is a bit too disorganized. And she sets about clearing up some of the scrolls. Do you know what it is you're going to be dealing with? And the sacrifice by... No, we don't know. The decree said Sidon himself, but I assume that means he's going to conjure a creature instead. <sighs> Probably. He has done that plenty of times before. Many servants of Sidon and Lutheria. Um, you're going to look at most of things before the Oath of Peace, but things are really apocryphal for that time period. And she sets about putting scrolls back that you don't need and pulling out scrolls that you do. As Mercury, are you doing anything uh, as time passes? As it is getting now, as things have moved on into the late evening. Nope. All right, just allowing time to pass as Sophia... How long does it actually take you for those those uh, two spells? Eight hours in total. Eight hours in total. Okay, so you'd basically be able to finish one today and like one tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so then, with just Mercury and Atreus uh, ending up in the Dragon's Tooth or Inferior, what is it you get yourself up to after leaving Vulcan's Hole? Um. Um. I'm going to go back to the Dragon Tooth because I don't want to miss Mercury's concert. And I don't hey. know what time it's going to be. Um, with the resolve that I will go talk to Pythor tomorrow about past sacrifices. Gotcha. Yes, indeed. So then with Theomos, Nyx, and Anora in the library doing research, Sophia working at her copying of this magic, Mercury, we come to you. And it is the late evening. Word has spread all throughout Astoria, both 
at the behest of Delphion and Egan and running around telling people and then at your own efforts earlier in the day and then with the decree of Sidon the oracles chosen are the hot topic in Astoria people come in throngs to the dragon's tooth you can see Kiki just looking around very excited from to and fro bouncing from shoulder to shoulder uh, as people seem to be gathering up for your performance enjoying drink and food and Delphian assures you that you will be compensated quite handsomely hands ah handsome uh, blah I know, right? Handsomely, with a my Trojan special, as agreed upon. But now that you're in the dragon's tooth, people are going about their business, excited. You can see people outside, even eating in sort of makeshift uh, gathering areas. Everyone wanting to be privy to this sort of performance you're putting on. In the moments before this is supposed to happen, what is Mercury doing? What are you thinking about? What's give me your process? Well, what do you like before well, a performance? I'm, just, I'm, I'm making sure that I, I brought a few other people on stage because there's more than one instrument in this. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's it's weird, right? Singing a song It's a song, a pretty well known song back in Yavin. Um, I'm assuming no one here has ever heard it, even though. I've sang it here, um, but for some reason, ain't nobody know nothing about my city. And it's just kind of, it's a song we sing about, just kind of reminding me of home. Kind of bringing me back to the island and honestly making me miss it a little bit. But sometimes that's the best uh, inspiration you can have when you sing the song. I'm going to cut in for a bit and say that I will probably drag to Nix and Nora to the end in support. We have 10 days. All right. Interesting. Okay, so as Mercury you bring is... The, you bringing the princes down here, dang. All right. That is going to be a bit of a challenge, as oh. most of the palace guards know that she's supposed to be in the dungeon. Killed them all. So I would say you would be able to make it at least as far as the palace gates before being confronted now with the increased guard at those gates with what happened at the dragon shrine. What do you do? Say, you guys can come with us. You can set a perimeter around her, but I'm taking her to the fucking inn. And if I have to <laughs> fight, well, I will. Cut the bitch, I'm gonna cut a bitch. Oh my god. Here, go get my father. He can come too. They're gonna bring the king down, fuck. Is he under house arrest too? Yeah, as they all sort of look to each other, not really brandishing their weapons at you, but just sort of trying to figure out what the best thing to do would be as the majority of them stay with you, but one goes off to go find King Pythor. And in a short order, he sort of comes storming out a bit red in the face. Oh, Nora, what are you doing out of the... <sighs> I was afraid this might happen. What have you done, Theamos? I required her help to understand what was going on in the library, so I have information 
for this fight. We are going to the end to watch Mercury's performance, and then we're going to come right back. If he would love to join us, I'm pretty sure Mercury would love to have another god in the end with him. Otherwise, we're going. You see him sort of... He sort of has, like, the sort of inflated uh, look to him as he comes out angry and confused. And as you sort of explain everything to him, he just seems to sort of deflate and have this sort of resigned look on his face. And then just crack a sort of goofy, crooked smile. I think that actually might be a pretty good idea. You lot, come with us. Make sure that there are more at the gates and at the shrine as now this sort of ensemble of Pythor, Theamos, Anora, Nyx, and about six palace uh, centurions make their way through the city, attracting even more attention as throngs of citizens come up behind this entourage, making their way to the dragon's tooth with quite the entrance. As you all make your way there and get there, people sort of part out of the way, can't, not able to help themselves moving out of this assembled group. And as Pythor comes in, looking around the throngs of people gathered in this magically uh, increased area. You tell us when you're performing, right? Yep. Well, Nyx wasn't there for the but, thing. Well, I mean... Thamos told you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, Thamos did tell me. We're going there now. Take a break <laughs> for dinner to go and fucking watch. In the middle of my work. Okay. I'll pull out my charcoals and I'm gonna sketch this motherfucker as he sings. Oh, oh shit. Nice. I like it. Yeah, able to come to a, a rest with that. Uh... I would say based on like when you started like you would be able to get one of the spells done by the time this happens anyway like it's about 8 o'clock at night anyway so it's more than 8 yeah, hours it wasn't even noon by the time we got done with all our bullshit so I got plenty of time in the day to get both of them done so I yeah. just <laughs> took a break in between well it's probably after the first one's done I'm probably halfway through the second one yeah yeah cause you guys started like really early in the morning yeah <sighs> but I get hungry and I know he's got his performance and Sophia's got her, uh, you know, she, she likes the art. Yeah. Well enough. We're trying to do some bonding. <laughs> <laughs> well. Sophia arrives and wave her over. If Mercury fucks it up, I'll just have to kill him. Yeah. Just, uh, kill him. <laughs> I mean, I'll kill myself on stage, obviously. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, Kitty claps and you're like, please clap. And then you're like, <laughs> you're like all right, well. And then everybody claps. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I have heard that there is supposed to be a most wondrous performance here tonight from you, Mercury. <laughs> as this man seems now, as you have sort of made your way down from the palace, you saw your father looking disheveled. 
hair, much like it was before. He doesn't really smell of wine, but he doesn't look like a proud king. But even before hitting the stairs to get into the city proper, he once again has summoned up that illusory magic to make himself look as inspiring as he should be in spite of everything that's happened. As people seem to gawk at him and all of you and Mercury, the excitement is tangible. The electricity is in the air. Everyone seeming to be ready for the winged siren of the Oracle's chosen, the blue and black feathered wielder of magic, Mercury, to put on this show before, well, before his comrades in arms and before two gods. Yep. As the time finally comes, a hush seems to fall over. I said a hush seems to fall over. There we go. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, I mean, you just moved to the end there. It's fine. Yeah, I was trying to use the fade out, but it wasn't cooperating. Seems to fall over the dragon's tooth as your ensemble on stage is ready to perform. No other performances taking place at the same time. The stage is all yours. Let's kind of look back and like one, two, one, two, three. In Yalvin's fair city, where them girls are so pretty, I first set my eyes on sweet Molly Malone. As she wheeled her wheelbarrow through them streets broad and narrow, crying cockles and muscles, alive, alive, oh, alive, alive, oh. Alive, alive, oh, crying cockles and the muscles, alive, alive, oh. She was a fishmonger, and sure was no wonder, for so were her father and mother before. And they both wheeled their barrow through them streets broad and narrow. Crying cockles and muscles, alive, alive, oh, alive, alive, oh, alive, alive, oh, crying cockles and muscles, alive, alive, oh. She died of a fever, nobody could save her, and that was the end of our sweet Molly Malone. Was her ghost wheels her barrow through them streets broad and narrow, crying cockles and the muscles alive, alive, oh, alive, alive, oh, alive, alive, oh, crying cockles and muscles alive, alive, oh.
as people throughout the entire inn seem to just stand up and applaud, overjoyed with <sighs> just a break from all the stress. Your performance goes over quite well. People seeming to be inspired into a joyous mood, and you're sure as many people as could be here for this are here. Here to witness Mercury's performance here at the Dragon's Tooth. A night, a night that no one really here will forget. And that's thanks to you. But time does move ever forwards past this. The skies continue to darken overhead. The doom of Thylea is still coming. Your reprieve is a blessing, but it only treats the symptoms, not the sickness. It is no cure. For that, Mercury, you'll need to save the world. As that is where I'm going to end tonight's session of Heroes of Thylea with a marvelous perf performance from Mercury. <sighs> the song, beautiful. But unfortunately, no one can remember where it came from. <clears throat> I hope you all had fun tonight. I know we were kind of going a bit, a bit all over the place. I know things have sort of, uh, what's the word, the phrase, kicked into gear? Sort of getting pulled in multiple yeah. directions at once. Each thing looking like the next fire that needs to be put out. Time is of the essence, and how the Oracle's chosen spend it will determine the way things go. Will the path ahead allow them to save Honora and save Astoria, yet also quickly retrieve the Horn of Balmatria? Kyra, calling on a bit of her own divine energy to cross vast distances, will have an effect on her. What will that be? And what is it she will find at the end of her journey? <sighs> These questions and more will hopefully be answered next week, next Sunday, right here on Lionhead Gaming at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern on Sundays with more Heroes of Thylea. I certainly hope you all enjoyed hanging out with us tonight. Hope you enjoyed listening. I know we had a bit of technical difficulties, but hopefully the story was still imparted to you nonetheless. Mm, 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 mm. You guys have fun? I hope you had fun. I think had like two sessions without combat. I promise it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. I like roleplay. Me too. Indeed. Huh. So, uh, as always, I just want to remind you, you know, be here next Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. Uh, to watch it live. We also record this game for the Lionhead Gaming official podcast available on all major podcasting platforms. Just search Lionhead Gaming and you'll find us. 
We have two other excellent shows for you throughout the week on Tuesdays, Kingdoms of the South at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, where? What are we doing on Tuesdays? I think we're going to go save the rest of Hardbuckle, oh, yeah. aren't we? We have some Brendan. more battles. Yeah, <laughs> broke Brendan. Yeah, we came with a new plan. It's all fun. Yep. As you guys are going to the large market as the city of Hardbuckle is under siege. Indeed. We need to figure out what the Apex Alliance is going to do and what's going to happen to our sweet little Milo. Oh, boy. Milo calling on something dark, perhaps. Perhaps it'll work out for him. He'll be fine. It'll be fine. You know, it won't be fine, though. The Valiant Vanguard on Thursdays in Song of Rapture as they press on now entering in uh, to the mouth of the volcano that is Mount Cot, making their way past a few kobolds and drakes trying to clear out the nest of minions that serve Obsidious before he makes his return from his late night hunt. Will they be successful? What secrets will they uncover? And what monsters, monstrous foes will they face? Tune in this Thursday right here on Lighthead Gaming at 7.30 p.m. Eastern to watch live and find out. So, with that, uh, I'm excited to play all of those games, and I hope you're excited to watch, and just want to remind you that if you want to continue discussing the game, or maybe talk about the latest UA or homebrew, or just kick back and share memes with myself and the cast and other fans of Lionhead Gaming, you can join the official Discord, discord.gg slash 944HAF6. You can hop into the official Lionhead Gaming Discord and converse with us about that sort of thing and talk about different TTRPGs and all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. So join in. Join into the conversation. Look at the cool fan art as well. And be sure if you have a Twitter to follow on Twitter as well at Lionhead, at Lionhead underscore gaming uh, for any updates or changes to the schedule along with random hot takes from myself. And that's all I got for you. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and go offline. We're going to go find somebody wonderful playing some D&D themselves maybe to go raid or host. And so with that, all I have for you is my parting message. As always, may your dice roll 20s and you always make your saves. Bye-bye. Toodles. Wash your hands. <laughs>